0: It is being questioned on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. It's claimed illegal campers are spoiling a nature reserve in Harvardshire by lighting fires, as well as leaving behind litter and evidence of drug use. The Friends of Mardley Heath say the problems are getting worse. Ewan Duncan reports.
1: Mardley Heath is an area of woodland and heathland near Welling Garden City, but the volunteers looking after the site say it attracts young adult and teenage campers who don't take responsibility for the mess they leave behind. The Friends of Mardley Heath want bylaws to deter people from spoiling the area, which they frequently have to tidy up. Welling Hatfield Borough Council, which manages the site, says it's considering putting up signs to deter camping at Mardley Heath.
0: UKIP's leader, Nigel Farage, says more Conservative MPs could follow the Tory backbencher, Douglas Carswell, in defecting to his party. Mr Carswell said he was joining UKIP because David Cameron wasn't serious about reforming Britain's ties with Europe. Police have seized what they believe to be an illegal pit bull from a house in Bushy near Watford. It follows an attack on another dog at the weekend. Lee Agnew reports.
2: The dog allegedly attacked a German Shepherd cross on Sunday, inflicting a serious injury to its throat, which needed an operation. On Wednesday, officers from Hertfordshire Police and the dog unit carried out a raid on a house in Otterspool Way. 30-year-old Ronald Harris has been charged with having a dangerous dog out of control in a public place and possession of a dangerous dog. He'll appear at St Albans Magistrates Court on September the 12th.
0: Six people were taken to hospital after a two-car crash in North Mims near Hatfield yesterday. One man, believed to be in his 50s, suffered multiple injuries in the crash on the Great North Road and was in a serious condition. Five people travelling in the other car were treated for minor injuries. Hospitals in England are being told to improve their food with measures such as serving fish twice a week and cutting the salt used in cooking. The new standards will be enforced through NHS contracts. The weather, cool and breezy, but mainly dry, with lengthy sunny spells this morning and a high of 20 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC
3: Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Quite a pleasant market town. It's all about where you live.
4: Lots of community activities.
3: All this week, we're
5: featuring Aylesbury. The history of Aylesbury goes back 1,400 years, so you've got a little bit of everything.
6: Aylesbury's a really easy place to live. People get on with each other and they let each other get on with life as
3: well. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: If you hear a whisper... Give us a shout.
8: An Aylesbury Whisper shouts.
9: Yeah? JD's been pimping himself out in Aylesbury, and boy, oh boy, has he got us some gold. Let me drag that to the whisper shout box. I'm tempted to play all of them. I've got about 30 now.
10: Please don't. Please don't play uh, any. There were two extremely good ones recorded in uh, our favourite shake place. I
9: had my first ever pork pie yesterday. Oh. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? Are you doing that?
10: What am I doing? Is
9: that... Deeley, what are you doing? Is that you? I'm not doing anything.
10: We can't do anything like that from in here. Who did that? Did you not play anything?
9: No, I did. Deeley. <laughs> Deeley? Do you
10: know what? He's taking
9: control of the news he booth. He I
10: can see. This is
9: awful. <laughs> this is the worst thing that can happen. Deeley's in the news booth. i like- dirty man. <laughs> 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 Daily's in the news booth.
10: So he's in control of what happens. He is, isn't he? Yeah. I can see the settings.
9: Horrible dirty man. Can you talk for a minute?
10: Oh no, he's running up the stairs. Well Okay, so let's just explain what's happening. If I in,
9: had my first ever pork <laughs> pie yesterday.
10: <laughs> if you're oh, in the wow. news booth, uh they've taken the control of the main radio station and he's obviously clipped <laughs> things of Ian and is playing them out. So whenever you hear Ian's voice, it's actually uh But we think Justin Dooley playing out some
11: clips. Well, either that or Jane's gone gone rogue. Jane's
10: gone on strike. (laughs) She's going to start playing these clips and then leave. So,
11: anyway, welcome to BBC Three Counties Radio. It's five past six in the morning. You're listening to the Cat and Kel show.
10: Yes! Yes!
11: Hang on, I'll go next door.
10: Okay. (laughs) Cass and I are going next door to drive the main desk. You might be able to hear her footsteps as she runs around. She's in the studio now. Here she is. Right. All right, Kath.
11: Okay. Why don't we play some like stuff?
10: Yeah. Okay. Oh, Ian's back. Oh, Mm. rubbish.
12: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: three counties radio that uh, young urchin Justin Daly, has been booted out of the uh, news booth it's what a worrying thought Justin Daly taking over a radio station yeah,
11: now he knows he can do it we're in trouble
9: i i, I ran upstairs I'm, I'm still out of breath i ran upstairs and daly sat at his desk miles away from the news booth you're right boss what's, what's wrong Was there anything wrong you sneaky little rat now police watchdogs have found serious failings in the way crime is recorded in hertfordshire Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary has given the force three months to sort itself out. It's like he's been told now, sort yourself out. Uh, After discovering a significant number of offences missing from the official figures. Well, Catherine has been looking into this. What have the inspectors found?
11: Okay, HMIC is an independent body and it looked at 224 incidents that had been reported to Hertfordshire Police. Of those, it says 180 crimes should have been recorded, but only 130 were. And of that 130, four were wrongly classified and four were recorded outside the 72-hour time limit. HMIC says this is very concerning as it means that some victims' crimes are not being recorded and so they're not getting the service they deserve as certain victim support services are only triggered when a crime is recorded. Um, Her Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary also examined 50 reports that were recorded on a different system and found that 19 crimes should have been recorded and weren't. Um, hang on a second, 19 crimes should have been recorded of those only 10 were, and of that 10, one was classified incorrectly and two were recorded outside the 72-hour time limit. The inspector said it is extremely concerning that the reports reviewed on this system had not been recorded properly as crimes, including serious sexual offences and offences against children
9: committed by adults. You mentioned sexual offences. The force was was criticised specifically, wasn't it, for the way it deals with rape cases?
11: Yeah, because force policy sets out clearly how officers should deal with reports of rape, and it makes specific references to the timescales within which the crime should be recorded, who should be responsible for recording the crime, and the needs for ethical recording. Inspectors found that officers do not properly record all reports of rape as crimes, but instead record the investigation into these reports on a standalone system. And so this has led to the late recording of crimes beyond that 72-hour period allowed. So inspectors have recommended that reports recorded on other systems quicker and they're properly recorded as crimes.
9: Now what's this, The hearts Police knew they weren't recording crimes properly. But was slow to do anything about it.
11: Well, during 2013, results from the force's own audit program began to show under-recording of crime, with and this is a quote, alarming variance from the crime recording standards expected. As a result, a close review of the crime recording practice and compliance was commissioned. This revealed that crimes were not being accurately recorded, and what's more, the force only placed the issue of crime data accuracy on the force risk register just prior to the inspection. So, given all this, inspectors say the force was not appropriately prioritising crime recording.
9: Uh, David Lloyd, the Heart's Police and Crime Commission, is coming in later on. Yep. But what is Harts Police saying? He
11: says the findings are concerning and confirm and expand on the failings outlined in the interim HMIC report on crime recording released in April. So they don't come as a huge surprise. Since then, he said he's making sure changes and recommendations are being carried out. And he said that he's received personal reassurance from HMIC that there's no evidence of the deliberate manipulation of crime recording figures. Now, the Office for National Statistics says it's previously expressed concerns about the reliability of police recording. Crime figures and about the lack of a regular independent audit. And it welcomes the fact that HMIC is now carrying out a national inspection of crime data integrity. So, half of all UK police forces have been covered so far in this latest review. Reports into Thames Valley and Bedfordshire Police will be published in the second half of it, and that comes in the autumn.
3: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
12: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Heavy. Heavy fingered this morning.
3: Yeah, I noticed. Flipping egg.
9: I'm still angry with Justin.
3: Well, I can understand
11: your rage.
9: Can I play you the funniest um, clip I've, e- I've ever heard? This is from this is from a lifetime ago, but I managed to track it down again. See if you can guess. Let's, let's play. Guess the voice. Who who is this? I like the mushy peas. Who is it that likes the mushy peas? Oh, I know this. I like the mushy peas. Now you know this, Carol. Oh, she's on the Carol's knows because I was playing this a lot the other week when you were off. I like the mushy peas.
11: Is it um, Jane Killick?
9: What the newsreader? But mm. here. Yeah. You think this is? Let's have a listen. Is this, is this Jane Killick? I like the mushy peas. No.
11: Is it Rusty Lee?
9: <laughs> <laughs> I like the mushy peas. Yeah, no. Is it? You're just gonna guess, keep guessing random names and not actually try and just make. Just trying
11: it... to think of someone husky. Uh, Boy George.
9: You're getting closer. I like the mushy peas. You're getting closer. Because
11: he likes um, he likes a juicer these days, doesn't he?
9: He, he likes the mushy peas. 08459 um, oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, Call in now. Try and guess the mystery voice, but only if you weren't listening piece. the other week when I told you who the mystery voice oh. was. Um, in what context he was delivering that phrase. Here it is one more time. I like the mushy peas. Travel news for beds,
12: cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 Luton Spur Road, there's a contraflow in place for roadworks between Junction 10 for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. Checking the speed sensors though, that's not causing any holdups so far this morning. On the A405 North Orbital Road there at Brickitwood, it is looking heavy there at the M25 Junction 21A Roundabout on the speed sensors. And in L Street, Watford Road is closed in both directions between the High Street and the A41 North Western Avenue at the Watford Bypass. And that's not causing any problems in and around Watford so far this morning. On the trains, there's no reported problems. Samantha breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much. I like the mushy peas. 616, it's Friday the 29th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm sorry, I'm just watching um, Catherine Boyle give... Uh, uh, um, I'm so sorry. You're, I'm so sorry, I've forgotten your name again. It's
10: Alice.
9: I've just watched Catherine Boyle giving Alice a noogie in an attempt to work out who this is. I like the mushy peas. <laughs> don't tell... Uh, it's Kelly, don't tell her. These are your headlines on Friday morning. Hertfordshire police have been criticised for not reporting crime figures properly. A man has been arrested in connection with a death of a teenager in a hit-and-run in Hemel Hempstead, And people in one part of Hertfordshire say illegal campers are spoiling their local nature reserve and are leaving drug paraphernalia behind them. I'm 8459 555. These three
3: counties radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni.
14: Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Pal, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire-born golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford,
15: but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and
14: her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds was spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They you just hate them?
15: Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victim. The whole system is designed to help the criminal.
9: Roberto
3: Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: When I play a song, I like to know what the meaning of the song is and what it's about. Well, I've got no idea what the the vapors turning Japanese is about. So while we're listening, I'm going to have a Google. Gosh, Google is not always your friend. I, 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 I didn't know it was about that. Oh, I think he's disgusting. Yeah, me too. I imagine... Up against me, I couldn't touch it. I was
10: shocked. Shock. It's about that. I've got, I've got some meanings. Yeah, go on. Um, so, English band The Vapors from the new album *Clear Days*, yeah. the song which they're best known for. Yep, yep, Lerots yep. Lyrics consist mainly of the singer talking about pictures of his love. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's I then it. That's what he's
9: doing with the pictures. The, what- the
10: picture is a visual aid. I've been sitting uh, read somewhere else, yep. telling Japanese is about all the cliches about angst yeah. and youth, and turning into something you didn't expect. I think it is. I think no. it's about someone in prison.
9: <laughs> wow, guys, you're allowed to write songs about that. Wow. Lutonborough Council's struggle to find enough housing for all the people who need it isn't news. It's a conversation that we have, well, every now and then on this show. So when we heard that several developments have been approved recently in the town, it would be fair to assume assume there'd be some so-called affordable housing in there. There isn't. Which is why a central Bedfordshire councillor is accusing Luton of hypocrisy. Now, if you remember, Lutonborough recently launched a legal battle against central beds to try and get them to build more affordable homes. It's confusing. Stick with it. It's, a, it's an important story. Uh, Paul scoins has been looking into this. Paul, what are these developments?
4: Well, Ian, one of them is uh, on the former Whitbread offices site, and that's for 180 student flats, around 80 private flats and bedsits. Now, there might, I say might, be some affordable homes on there, but there's nothing in the... in the proposal which suggests the numbers and there is a sort of uh, a vague kind of promise of some affordable flats or some money for affordable flats at some point in the future in principle and the other one was approved last month and that's a plan uh for around 320 flats by the m1 to the west of the stockwood golf club um now that one has no affordable housing despite obviously as you say luton being so desperate for homes like that Uh, and why is that paul well, that's mainly, the, the, the council say, because of a, a, a sizeable gas main that the developer will have to move. And, and back in 2011, uh, Lutonborough Council actually opposed these uh, plans on the grounds that there were no affordable homes. And that developer then appealed to the planning inspector, the government planning inspector, saying that actually the cost of moving that gas main, which he argued, which is of significant public good, actually is quite a lot of money. I can't justify to, to build those affordable homes on top of that the inspector actually agreed with them so Luton Borough Council says it's got no other option other than to pass these plans but opponents say that the the actual original Density. the number of homes on that site was quite low, and that's jumped right up, and Luton's approved that. It didn't have to do that. Um, and, and actually, that sets a bit of a precedent. Luton, in future, could build more homes than it, than it says it could. It says it can only build around 6,000 homes in the town. Uh, and what the opponents are saying, well, this gives you clear uh, evidence to show that you could build far more than that. You don't need to build into central Bedfordshire.
9: This sounds like another uh, argument brewing. We reported recently, didn't we, on this programme, the two councils having a major... Amazing- of falling out of homes, and this looks like it's happening again.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the uh, Luton uh, Borough Council has, has, has launched this huge judicial review uh, into uh, one of the plans that, uh, uh, that Central Beverages has put forward for homes outside of the town. These are for homes just outside of House and Regis. Now, Luton says it doesn't have the the space to, to build uh, affordable housing and, and actually that these Central beverage plans don't have enough affordable housing for their residents to live in. Um, uh, you, you know, they want central beds to force developers to build more homes and 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 actually, you know, when they when they say there's a waiting list of over 8,000 people, you can kind of understand why. And they also say there's been a lack of cooperation. Now, I've spoken to leader at Central Bedfordshire, totally denies this, and says that they have cooperated and that Luton pulled out of negotiations. And Central Beds says it's completely subject to the same limitations that it can put on developers uh, as Luton. So there's no guarantee that they could actually force any developer to build any more affordable homes anyway. Sounds like a stalemate, Scoines you <laughs> It is rather, isn't it? Um, I mean, this this legal challenge could take months to sort out. It's, it's, you know, there are there's well known bad blood between the councils, and and I think both councils are challenging different parts of each other's local plans over housing as well. When we when we talked about this last time, and we spoke to the Royal Town Planning Institute, and they told you uh, that that really there should be a, a sort of an overarching body that oversees these sorts of decisions, as there used to be. There used to be these regional assemblies. They made the decisions. Uh, about numbers that then councils had to in- implement that this has changed since the government came into power and they've, they've brought in this localism agenda which of course then puts that onus onto councils and they're all coming up with these numbers and and obviously Luton don't think there are enough uh, of these sorts of homes that will house their people on waiting lists in, in the central Bedfordshire plan I can't see this being resolved anytime soon it certainly won't be resolved in an hour when you uh, get two councillors from yes. quite different sides of the fence they're both coming in the studio are
9: they Hmm. Ah, could be
4: uh, could be feisty.
9: Did you know what the song <laughs> turning Japanese was about? Is it about a gap here? It could be about a way of filling a gap here, yes.
4: I I don't get it.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Paul I I don't want to pull the curtain away too much, dear listener, but Paul Scoines was doing that uh, from his home on a very snazzy piece of equipment Mm. that makes him sound like he's doing it from his home. Uh, Quite often when Paul Scoines does it from his home... He ain't wearing no clothes, yeah. and, I, and I, that's always upsetting. It's
11: that image, uh, combined with the fact that often there's a cat round his neck.
9: Eey. And it does. this is, the, this is the, one of the many um, problems I have with doing a breakfast show. The main problem is I have to get up at four o'clock. I don't now, I've been getting up at 4.33. Four, four
11: mm. Do you know what time I get up?
9: I don't. Half past three. Eey. So that's one of my problems, uh, and that's your problem, and I hope you deal with it. Um, but the other problem is there will be people naked yeah. listening to us, yeah. scratching their bits, p- pulling you know something stuck, to it, just moving everything. Yeah. You know it's horrible. It really upsets me. It's, Roberto it's... doesn't have that problem. Roberto, you know, I, I, yes, Roberto's got a very sexy voice. There may be people who listen to his show purely as, as a kind of oral Viagra. Um, but for me, oral. I, I, I d- you mean what? Oral. Oh, th- uh, yeah, sure. Why not?
10: He's classy, though,
9: isn't he? An so earl. Um, he is very classy. So
10: he'll get us a posha He'll as get posha
9: list naked. We've got We've... The
10: naked. <laughs>
9: naked Dennis. Naked, <laughs> naked Dennis. Dave Luton. Yep. Naked Matt. Oh. What's
10: worse is that they like to tell you. <laughs> oh, I know. Sometimes I'll ring a back and they'll be like, oh, you've caught me in the middle of a wash. Oh. <laughs> sometimes I'll ring a cornerback and you can hear them shaving. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what. Just getting ready for the, the day.
9: Wowzers. Um...
10: Yes, oral Viagra.
9: The Roberto Peroni Show.
3: They should make a jingle.
9: They will.
12: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 in both directions, there is one lane closed there and speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour. That's for maintenance work at Junction 5 for the A40 for Stoke and Church and checking these speed sensors. It's not causing any delays so far this morning. The M25 has narrow lanes and speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour as well. That's between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 in both directions. And uh, that's likely to cause problems later on, but it's not causing any delays so far. On the A405 North Orbital Road at Brickett Wood, that is easing off now at the uh, Junction at uh, the junction 21A roundabout for the M25. And on the train's first Capital Connect services have possible delays of up to 15 minutes between Bedford and Luton because of vandalism at Lee Grave. I'm Samantha Brough for BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: I like the mushy peas.
12: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
13: This is BBC Three
0: Counties Radio. At 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. Hartfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. But the Harts Police and Crime Commissioner denies the figures have been deliberately manipulated. A man's been arrested in connection with the death of a teenager fatally injured when he was hit by a car in Hemel Hempstead a week ago. 16-year-old Farzan Ahmed was crossing Jupiter Drive when he was struck by a car which didn't stop and died later in hospital. It's claimed illegal campers are spoiling a nature reserve in Hertfordshire. The friends of Mardley Heath say the problems are getting worse. The weather, breezy with some sunny spells and a high of 20 Celsius. On to sport and in football. Watford striker Matthias Renege has joined fellow championship side Millwall on loan. He'll stay at the New Den until January. The Hornets are at home to Huddersfield tomorrow in the league. Watford captain Troy Deeney, who's just signed a new contract at the club, says promotion is the goal this season.
17: We all know what we want to do, but I think we've got to just take it month by month. We saw before that Reading was like nowhere to be seen come Christmas and winning the league comfortably. Ideally, we want to be at the top all the way through and open a, a big gap, but if not, if we can do it on the last day, nick it and win the league, happy days.
0: Luton Town manager John Still says a winger would be his priority if he was to make a signing before transfer deadline day on Monday, but Still says he won't be panicked into doing anything.
18: Probably lacked a little bit in the wide areas if I'm being honest because Alex Lawless you know, has not been available so that's given us a little bit of problem. So if something in that position came up that was for me then maybe we'd look at it.
0: After their League Cup success against Manchester United in the week MK Dons are preparing for the visit of Crawley tomorrow in League One. In League Two, Steve Nijer at Wimbledon and Wickham head to York. In golf, the Travis Perkins Senior Masters starts at Woburn today. Last year, Colin Montgomery won the event and he competes again this time. In rugby, Bedford play Saracens tonight in their final pre-season friendly ahead of the championship season. And in cricket, Letchworth host celebrity team Lashings today. Former Pakistan pace bowler, Shao Abe Akhtar, is set to feature for the visiting tour side. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at seven.
3: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Is it
9: about a gap here? You didn't exhale. Let it out. (sighs) There we go, you see. Good girl, good girl. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio. Hi. Have you uh, managed to work out yet who this is? I like the mushy peas. (laughs) It's the Mystery Voice Competition. 08459 oh, double five five double five, five.
11: Samuel L
9: Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's an American gentleman. Right. An American well, gentleman. Oh, he's an American gentleman. Isn't he just? He certainly is. What have you got in the papes?
11: Will garden foxes give my dogs mange? Mange. Mange. The
9: mange.
11: Mange. Mange. The mange. It's mange. Why, Why is say- there no eye in it, then? What? Well, I don't say mange very often, so I don't know how you pronounce well, you it. Well,
9: you pronounce it mange. All right, mange. M- mange is French for eat. Yeah, well, I think that's where it comes from. Well, it's mange. Because it starts. To why would eat you need a dog? Why would you need an I in mange? Where would the I go? After the A? <clears throat> the E makes the A into an The The E and the N make mange. All right. Not as good at languages as you thought you were. You're not even as good at the English language as you thought you were. All
13: right, Stephen
11: Fry. (laughs) I have foxes at the bottom of my garden. I can't believe (laughs) there is a pampered pet section every day in the Daily Express.
9: No, you've got to pamper those pets.
11: And this is about the mange. Is that that better? Correct, yes. I have foxes at the bottom of my garden and have heard that they can transmit a form of mange, bracket scabies.
9: Yeah. It's where your dog goes manky.
11: Yeah. To pet, I remember there was a dog down my street that had that. and it smelled a bit. I would like to know what symptoms to look out for in case my two dogs contract it. Right. Wait, uh, if it goes don't manky, we don't need that
9: breakfast, do we? If it goes manky, your dog's got it. If it don't go manky, it might have it. It just might not have developed yet.
11: Thank you very much, Dr Ian.
9: Police have been called in to tackle 71-year-old feeding birds in the garden. For more than two years, her greatest pleasure in life has been feeding the birds in the garden. Pensioner Francis Cheatham watches every morning with binoculars from her kitchen window as they tuck into the fat balls and nuts she puts out for them. Most days the 71-year-old former driving instructor also enjoys listening to the bird song that echoes <clears throat> ah that echoes around the communal grounds and sheltered accommodation she shares with other residents. Okay. Now we get into the nub. Yeah. But the kind-hearted bird lady you, this, any bias in this story? has found herself in a showdown with her neighbours and authorities after being ordered to stop. An investigation... Get to the meat and two veg. An investigation involving police, an environmental health specialist and housing trust officials highlighted potential health hazards and concluded she risks spreading diseases.
11: Really? We've got a fella that put sausages out in our patch. <laughs> She's just putting a bit of a... Is
9: it the 1970s. She's got about five feeders on the go. I take good care of them and spend lots of happy times feeding the birds. What's the big deal? Uh, What's the beef? Um... Ah, here we go. Oh. There have been numerous complaints about the feathers, droppings, dust and seeds in the garden. No, I... I mean I, nature. It's a communal garden. She shouldn't... If, if the, the majority says don't do it, then you don't do it, I'm afraid. You Shame. get rats, foxes, squiggles, all of these things that you don't want in your back garden. can't stand a squiggle. And also, you shouldn't be feeding birds in the summer.
11: Well, the RSPB man didn't say that, did he?
9: I don't, know. I don't think that guy knew what he was talking about.
11: Well, I mean, he did say don't feed them sausages, but he said that you should feed them at all times. It's no, nice.
9: It's no, a nice thing to do. They lose, they lose their ability to fend for themselves if we feed them in... The, we make life too easy for them. Life has to... They've got to be hungry. They've got to want it. They've got to want to survive to survive. The pandas don't want to survive, so they're not.
11: Although that panda yesterday, he was apparently putting it on for buns... If they were that clever, they wouldn't be dying out. Would what, they? So what was this? She was pa- accused of faking her pregnancy. Not that she knows. She does not care. She, accused of faking her pregnancy yeah. for buns and air-conditioned accommodation. Wow! <laughs> wow!
9: Well, and how does a panda fake pregnancy? Like rub its tummy and look mournful? <laughs> Is that what it does? I don't know. Hey, you know there was that um, kitty yesterday, the nine-year-old I think she was eight or nine, who shot.
11: When I was pregnant, I could smell so? cheese in my makeup. That's how I.
9: Okay. Yeah. You know, there was... Well, maybe the pandas are smelling cheese yeah, in, their, in their <laughs> mate Smell
11: that! Can you smell parmesan?
9: Maybe. Well, so yesterday there was a girl who shot a gun instructor... Gosh, yeah, that was awful. ...with a newsie. Yeah, well done for... Because I'm trying to do a serious story now, and you're talking about pandas smelling cheese. Well, OK. So thanks.
11: Carry
9: on. I'll, I don't worry, I'll save us. Um, well, the Daily Mail. In fact, a couple of the papers have kind of g- gone to America and uh, found kids with guns. And the Daily Mail has got a great, a great spread—a spread of one, two, three, four, five, six young ladies who are six, eight. Um, they're all six and eight, or seven, with their pink rifles. It's the most incredible... They're all stood there defiantly in their little girls' bedrooms with, um, you know, the snow white and pink. They're all very pink and fluffy, and they're carrying pink shotguns. But you
11: kind of know that somewhere in that house there is a dad wearing camouflage and probably a stockpile of water and beans.
9: It's sold in the States as a My First Rifle range. Snapped up by American parents, enthusiastic to introduce children to the joys of gun ownership. Wowzers. That's crazy, huh? What is uh, America. I love America. It's um 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 it's the s- second best country in the world, but it's messed up, isn't it? That bit is. What you got?
11: Brangelina. Oh hello. They finally made it official. Who cares? Um, I don't really. I think it's nice for them. That's about all I have to say. The papers are going on about secret wedding. It's only a secret wedding because they didn't tell the papers. Maybe because they've been together for ages and they just wanted to do it for themselves. Uh, I don't know. Man. But they but did it for the children. About
9: why it. is that a big story? And this is not such a big story. 2,000 foot and 100 pounds. The world's biggest turban. That is a big turban. Crikey, Bob's. And he's on a motorcycle. Wow. That's a big turban. It's
11: like the moon. How, <laughs> how, does, he, how does he keep that up? It's balancing on his shoulders a bit. He
9: needs... Um, uh, he needs like turban Viagra.
11: What is the what is the reason for this large headpiece?
9: This is the world's largest turban, and under it is proud owner, devout Sikh Avtar Singh Mauni, the sixty-year-old Indian holy man from uh, Patiala in the Punjab. I love I love the word Punjab. The Punjab has been regularly adding to it for the past sixteen years. It's now the same length as thirteen Olympic-sized swimming pools. Yeah,
11: but what for? He's
9: just showing off, isn't it? He? Mm. He's just showing off. The height and width of his turban makes entering doorways a nightmare, and getting into a car is impossible, so he rides a motorcycle. He's just showing off. But good for him, I like that. I wish I got to wear a turban. I suppose I could if I wanted to. Do you remember there was a fashion in the late 70s for women to wear turbans?
11: Yes, actresses in particular.
9: Yeah, yeah. I'd, li- I'd like... Um, Mike Love from the Beach Boys used to wear a turban in the 70s. I don't
11: think I could really do one. I think my hair is kind of important to my overall face. No, you
9: look good with, like, a white turban with, like, a little... Sort of jewel. The big <laughs> panther diamond in the wow. I wish I could if I if I wore a turban though, people would get the wrong end of the, the um the, the I material. don't know what the
11: stick would be, to be honest. No. But they would yes, they would probably
9: read something into it. Just hey, be nice. Go on, give us another one, then we'll have a song.
11: Cricket star Flintoff caught doing eighty seven oh. miles per hour in Bentley, but yep. beats ban as it would Hurt his char- charity work. Aye. Cricketer Andrew Freddie Flintoff yesterday escaped a driving ban for speeding at 87 miles per hour by claiming it would cause exceptional hardship. Listen up, folks. Listen good, because if you've got money, this works.
9: Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The former
11: England captain argued that disqualification would hurt those who rely on his charity work and damage his TV career. Er... Uh, don't we all need our cars for yeah, our Yeah, hang work?
9: on, everyone's career is damaged when they lose their licence.
11: Flintoff, 36, was clocked speeding in his £150,000 Bentley in January and already had nine points on his driving licence for three other offences. Oh, he's got four. Another three would have led to an automatic driving ban, usually six months under totting-up process, but the magistrates accepted that keeping him off the roads would affect the recipients of his extensive fundraising work, as well as the privacy of his three children.
9: Because they'd have to get the bus with him.
11: Uh. Let's he get. Probably afford a driver.
9: Probably. I tell you what, let's get. We'll get Just on after uh, the, the news and the weather, and we'll, we'll send him out on the street on this. And your views, please. 08459 455 555. Freddie Flintoff should he have been banned. that do? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> The question on everybody's lips Who is this? I like the mushy peas. Uh, I don't know. 08459
12: 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Roxton, the A1 Great North Road has the roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout checking the speed sensors. That's not causing any delays so far, but that could cause some problems later on as it gets busier. In Watford, Gladstone Road is closed in both directions because of a police incident between Queen's Place and Stanley Road. On the M25 in both directions, there's speed restrictions between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. There's narrow lanes in place there too that's likely to get busier later on, but checking the cameras, it's not causing any delays at the moment. And on the A406 North Circular Road it's queuing westbound between the East End Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner on the trains First Capital Connect have delays of up to 15 minutes between Bedford and Lewiston because of vandalism at Lee Grave Samantha Brough BBC Three Counties Radio
9: yeah 6.46, 6.46, it's Friday the 29th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire police say it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving in Hempstead after a teenager was killed. And people in one part of Hertfordshire say illegal campers are spoiling their local nature reserve and leaving drug paraphernalia. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina.
6: Good morning. Well, it's a bright start for many. Uh, A bit of cloud building through the day, though, so although we'll still have some sunny spells, not quite as many in the afternoon, a handful of showers are wafting in from the west, so by the time they get to us, they should have pretty much fizzled out. Uh, There may just be one or two around, though, but most of us having a dry day. And a southwesterly breeze with temperatures reaching about 21 degrees Celsius. Tonight, some patchy rain, quite a cloudy night all in all, with lows of 13 or 14 degrees. And tomorrow, sunny spells, a largely dry day. there's winds still uh, present, but easing all the time with highs of 19 or 20 degrees Celsius. Sunday, a ridge of high pressure gives us a dry day with lighter winds, but Monday and Tuesday, looking a touch cloudy and maybe even a little damp. That's your latest
3: forecast. Every weekday morning,
19: it went ping.
3: Did it
5: ping again?
19: It did. About, about a week later, it went ping again.
3: Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I just
19: don't know where or what to do now.
5: I went to speak to this retailer who had told Sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee, they didn't have any liability. Well, we all know that's rubbish, don't we?
3: The JVS Show fights for your rights. Jonathan and I have got the
20: whitest, cleanest overhead door available.
5: Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out and any other problems, you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. We've done it in two weeks.
3: The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Um... Coming up in a minute, uh, BBC Introducing, then we'll speak to Justin Dealey um, about uh, Freddie Flintoff and indeed Doctor Who. So lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. I'm throwing ahead.
11: Meanwhile, and there's been a lot of debate recently about whether uh, people who work with children, what kind of backgrounds they should come from, and quite rightly so. This is one here uh, in the Daily Mail about a woman
9: who wrote a book and she works with kids? She works with children. Beautiful. Well, that's great.
11: Erm. Um, a. Fired. Children's centre worker who w- wrote her own Fifty Shades.
9: I,
21: I, 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 <laughs>
11: Fifty Shades are wrong. She hoped the writing of Fifty Shades of Grey style novel would act as therapy to help her deal with her troubled teenage years decades earlier. But the book has ended up costing Bettina Bunter her job at a children's centre after bosses took a dim view. Why?
9: Why would they do such a thing?
11: Miss Bunter said The Lost Soul was loosely based on an illicit romance she began. ...began with a married middle-aged man when she was a... ...schoolgirl. Hey, you, oh, there's the
9: role. You, the
11: oh, affair yeah. with the classroom technician...
9: Last,
11: well, they are hot in those uh, white ch- coats, aren't they? Aren't they just? Potassium permanganate.
9: <laughs> I used to go to school with a kid called potassium permanganate. <laughs> Lovely lad.
11: (laughs) Anyway, she uh, had an affair with him. It lasted 15 years and resulted in the birth of her daughter, but it ended when her lover refused to leave his wife for her. You'd think after maybe five years she'd have worked that one out. Five years, I think. is 15 years, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Miss Bunter, who was born in Germany but moved to a school in Ramsgate, Kent, as a a teenager, wrote the book under the pseudonym Cass E. Ritter. (laughs) and published it herself. God. But when her local paper carried a story about her in the novel, bosses at Kent County Council got hot under the collar and sacked her from her post at Joy Lane Children's Centre in Whitstable.
9: Hey, when's that Police and Crime Commissioner going to um, stand down? No, not that one, the one up north.
11: Mm. He's assessing uh, the I mean, situation I'm so, I'm, with his family, isn't he?
9: I'm so enjoying watching this this unfold oh, it's, because I mean, it's a it's an horrific story. Okay, But if you take the, the, the horrific part... That, the, what, what, what is he thinking? <laughs> he can't stay. He's been kicked out of the Labour Party. His deputies stepped down. Yeah. Everyone's saying, what, what are you doing? You've, the, got, you've got to go. There are certain things you can that will blow over if you keep your head down. Yeah. This isn't one. That ain't going to blow over. I, I, I bet he goes today. it will be today. You reckon? Yeah. Fiver?
11: Oh, I don't like to bet on things like no. that.
9: What do you like to bet on? Horses? Boxing? Um, crickets? Fighting? Anything? Hello? Uh... Is this on? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Betts! Eula? <laughs> hey! BBC introducing, who we got? Yeah,
10: yeah it's Rhodes, a singer songwriter from Hitchin. He's amazing. Stephen Rhodes? No, just Rhodes.
9: He's dropped the Stephen.
10: Just Rhodes, totally different person, uh, from Hitchin. And he's a singer songwriter and he makes the most beautiful music. I'll be the judge of that. Go on then, play it. It's called Breathe.
9: Oh, this is beautiful, it's isn't it? Beautiful. Beautiful. beautiful.
8: the light and it's all for you Don't cut us off. Tell me how do you feel Tell me how do you need the ear Are you holding your breath again Are you holding your breath
10: Must you
9: ruin this? No, no, I must not, I must improve Please improve release that. me, come on It's already my baby now. It's not got the line, come on my baby now Please release me No, it's a different song Well, he should have it in there Rhodes Why don't
10: you at him on Twitter, at Rhodes Music
9: Rhodes, give, listen, give us a call mate, I'll, I'll, I'll write you a song oh, I
10: don't think you need to
9: oh, I'll right, Rhodes a song uh, who is he? Where can, where can we buy that? Where can we hear more, Kelly, in 20 seconds?
10: R-H-O-D-E-S. Like the island. on Twitter and Facebook and you'll see him. Nice one. Excellent stuff.
9: Music. Thank you very much. That was lovely. Thank you very much. The reason I'm speeding on a bit is we've got lots come to on, ram in. Come
22: on, come on, me, baby. Me, come on, baby, come baby come please me, release me now. Come on, baby, Come on. please <laughs>
9: release me now. You've got
10: yeah, you got time for
9: that? No, we haven't got time for that. You're right. We've only got two minutes. Well Justin, yes, we're we'll you about Freddie Flintoff in a second, but mm. first of all, uh, the new Doctor Who started at uh, the weekend. I haven't seen it yet. That's my uh, viewing this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore the new piano that's arrived. I'm going to watch Doctor Who. You've been t- controversial. Some people not liking it. Some people loving it. You've taken it to the streets.
22: Yes, I've taken it to uh, Aylesbury, the home of our big tour. Um, I managed to go to Aylesbury and get out alive. It was uh, an interesting afternoon. Peter Capaldi, the new Doctor Who, um, it was watched last weekend by 7.3 million people. It's back on BBC One tomorrow at 7.30 for a second episode as the new Doctor. So I've been asking people in Aylesbury, did Peter Capaldi do it for you? Here's what happened. Thanks. Not too bad. Peter Capaldi, is he, uh, is he doing it for you? Who? No, I have got TV, too much propaganda. Who? Who's that? The new doctor. New doctor? Yeah. Don't watch it. Wash your beef with Doctor Who. You seem to have doctor
10: one. Doctor Who? I don't look at that.
22: Wash your beef with Doctor Who. You seem to have quite an attitude about this programme.
11: Well, it's not my thing, is it? It's for the youngsters, not the... I'm not into that. I was
22: only asking. yeah. Oh. For me and Lee's Breakfast Show, guys, uh, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Peter Capaldi, oh. I- is he working for you? Is he working
9: for me as the new Doctor Who? Yeah. Um, I think his potential is really, really good. Yeah, I think he'd, uh, he's going to be one of the, the better Doctor Whos.
22: Peter Capaldi, what do you think about him? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I don't have a view on anything. <laughs> Peter Capaldi. Pizza Papaldi? What's that? <laughs> Pizza, yeah. Pizza? I don't know what you're on about, sorry. No. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi? Peter Capaldi. What's that? He's an actor.
23: Oh, right, yeah, I don't know He's who he is. He's the new Doctor
22: Who. Oh, right,
23: yeah, well, I thought his performance was good, but, um, yeah, I didn't know who he was, obviously, so, uh, yeah.
22: I don't know quite how he'd feel about being compared to a pizza, though. Oh, no, I don't know if he would appreciate that or not, but... Yeah. Pass it on. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, P- thank you. P- pizza, Polly.
19: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious.
22: Ah! Mm. That is pretty. You got any more of that, Just? Yes. Uh, some more reactions to come from Aylesbury oh, after 8:30. When I'm threatened on the streets. Oh. All about Doctor Who. You
9: are uh, you are almost forgiven for being an idiot earlier on and taking control of the uh, the news. Booth. Do you love
22: your family? What? What? Do you love your family, yes or no? What does does that mean? Listen, I was in Aylesbury yesterday, Okay. What happened at five past six? I was threatened yesterday. Um, Sometimes at five to six, you play clips over the back of Wally Webb's programme. I was approached on the streets yesterday. I was threatened by a member of his fan club. They said to me, I had to take action, otherwise my family would have been harmed. So please forgive me if I took control of your programme.
9: Thank you very much. Catherine, we've got 15, 20 seconds. Can you explain the uh, Freddie Flintoff story to Justin and send him on a mission?
11: Freddie Flintoff, Ex-England cricketer, pedal man he has go- escaped a ban from driving because he said that, um, although he was caught on bank to rights, he said that it would harm his uh, charity work.
22: Oh, wow. My dad does charity work, so do I go back and say to my dad, don't worry, you, you can speed now, because you work for a charity, well, you'll get away with it. No, obviously you can't it's, it's say wrong. that It's wrong. How has he got away with this? Because <laughs> he works for charity, Take so it what? to the
9: streets. Should he have got away with it, Justin will speak to you later. Catherine, Thank you.
13: Watford, Queens Road and Gladstone Road are both closed in both directions because of uh, three vehicle fires between Queens Place and Sutton Road. On the M25 in both directions there are narrow lanes and speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. That's not causing any delays so far this morning but further into London on the A406 North Circular Road at Neasden. it's slow westbound between the M1, the Staples Corner flyover. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
9: you Samantha. So, should Freddie Flintoff have been let off? And who on earth is this? I like the mushy peas. 08459 455 555. Local
3: and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three
12: Counties Radio.
0: Seven o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines: Hertfordshire Police reacts after a critical report over its crime figures. Man arrested over hit and run in Hemel Hempstead. And illegal campers are said to be ruining a nature reserve in Hertfordshire.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. But the Herts Police and Crime Commissioner denies the figures have been deliberately manipulated. Tony Fisher reports.
2: In a statement, David Lloyd admits the findings, which showed many crimes went unrecorded, were concerning. But since an interim report in April, he says he's made sure changes and recommendations are being carried out. He adds that in some instances, crime was not being recorded in order to protect victims or vulnerable people.
0: A man's been arrested in, in connection with the death of a teenager, fatally injured when he was hit by a car in Hemel Hempstead a week ago. 16-year-old Fazan Ahmed was crossing Jupiter Drive when he was struck by a car which didn't stop and died later in hospital. A 20-year-old man from Berkhamsted is being questioned on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving rouse brewing over new homes being built in Luton. More than 300 flats have been approved for land near the rugby club opposite Stockwood Golf Club, but none of them will be so-called affordable housing. BBC Three Counties radio political reporter Paul Scoynes says it comes as Luton Borough Council pursues a legal battle against central Bevertshire to get them to build more homes for people on waiting lists.
4: Now, Luton says it doesn't have the, the space to, to build uh, affordable housing and, and actually that these central beverage plans don't have enough affordable housing for their residents to live in. They want central beds to force developers to build more homes and, and when they say there's a waiting list of over 8,000 people you can kind of understand why.
0: It's claimed illegal campers are spoiling a nature reserve in Harvordshire by lighting fires, as well as leaving behind litter and evidence of drug use. The Friends of Mardley Heath say the problems are getting worse. Hugh and Duncan reports.
1: Mardley Heath is an area of Woodland and Heathland near Wellingarden City, but the volunteers looking after the site say it attracts young adult and teenage campers, who don't take responsibility for the mess they leave behind. The Friends of Mardley Heath want bylaws to deter people from spoiling the area, which they frequently have to tidy up. Well, in Hatfield Borough Council, which manages the site, says it's considering putting up signs to deter camping at Mardley Heath.
0: Six people were taken to hospital after a two-car crash in North Mims near Hatfield yesterday morning. One man, believed to be in his 50s, suffered multiple injuries in the crash on the Great North Road and was in a serious condition. Five people travelling in the other car were treated for minor injuries. Hospitals in England are being told to improve their food with measures such as serving fish twice a week and cutting the salt used in cooking. The new standards will be enforced through NHS contracts. The weather, cool and breezy, but mainly dry, with lengthy sunny spells this morning and a high of 20 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counters. BBC
3: Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, it's at the moment a thriving town. It's, it's certainly on the up. All this week, we're featuring Aylesbury.
10: People friendly, nice little
3: markets. Yeah, I've just lived here all my life live anywhere else. It's all about where you live. The bell came from the old Friary, which gives the name to the Fry Square in Aylesbury. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Morning! I've just been sent a text on my private phone from a gentleman called Scott, who's a big fan of Justin Dealey's. You may remember he wrote a song about Justin Dealey. He sent a text, it just says, Dealey Masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's referring to the Vox about Doctor Who. Well, of course he is. Your thoughts on the new Doctor Who, I'm very, very excited by I it.
11: five minutes. I thought, oh, really? Really? Yeah, I didn't get it. Oh. I felt like I'd come in halfway through and I didn't have the patience or the interest.
9: Uh, what's this, Kelly, you're typing on the screen? What's happened? Controversy on Twitter?
10: Apparently, um, Scott Feller you're talking about. Scott Balks unfollowed uh, Justin on Twitter. What? And we're all just devastated. That's
9: incredible, but he loves him.
10: I know. Maybe he got too close. Do you think he loves him too much? Yeah.
9: Yeah, 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 that could be it. That could be it. What's on the show this morning, Catherine? I can't remember.
11: All manner of stuff and things. Um, we're talking about crime figures, Hartford.
9: You were, you were going to leave it there, weren't you? No. Our listeners, dem- our listeners are an intelligent, beautiful bunch. They demand more.
11: Exactly. So I was just giving them a little tease, and then I was going to introduce the actual
9: themes of the programme. Oh, where well you, you go, boss. Are you brace? I'm there. I'm, I'm assuming the brace position. You know why you're supposed to assume the brace position in an aeroplane? Cash. Preserve your teeth. Yeah. I don't conform to anybody's rules. Carry on.
11: Crime figures questioned. Hertfordshire police seem to have missed out 25% of the crime they should have recorded. Why? Was it done on purpose? Ow. We'll be talking to uh, the police and crime commissioner for Hertfordshire uh, in about an hour's time. But first we're going to be talking to Peter Nayrood in a second. We're also Uh talking about housing policy. We finish
9: at nine o'clock, Catherine, just so... In
11: Luton. They're building loads of new houses, but no affordable housing. How can that be right? And we're also asking, is the new Doctor Who doing it for you? Why do you need to protect your teeth? So it can be identified.
9: They're doing it for their records, not for your life. Oh, and that's sad.
3: Across beds, hearts, and
9: bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> yeah, talking about Freddie Flintoff. Um, Twelve points in his license. Done for speeding. Got let off a ban because he's like famous and got loads of money and he does charity work.
15: Doesn't seem fair, really,
9: does it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, five is the telephone number. Now, Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by independent watchdogs. Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary found that many crimes, including serious sexual offences, have gone unrecorded in the patch. Well, Hertfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, David Lloyd, who will be joining me in about an hour, denies figures have been deliberately manipulated. Joined now by the former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police and resident scholar in criminology at Cambridge University, it's Peter Nero. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How serious is the under-recording of crimes by Herts Police?
24: Well, I think failing to to actually put on the record 25% is not a good place to be. Um, And you can find out you know the extent of that problem if you look around the country and look at some of the ones that the forces that are doing better uh, west midlands only have a only have a 2% error rate so Uh, Hearts hearts uh, are on the could do better list, I would say.
9: How would that happen, Peter? Is it um, trying to save time? Is it ignorance? Is it trying to cover things up? What what could be the possible reasons?
24: Well, there are are two or three things. What the HBC have done is they've looked at what happens when a a call comes into control room, what happens when somebody reports directly to, to the Crime Bureau, and... Uh, they've looked at things like what happens when when you come into the inquiry office and they actually observed somebody coming into the inquiry office and not have their crime recorded because they didn't have all the information available. Uh, I don't know how many times people go back into an inquiry office to report something when they fail to do the first time. I suspect they only do it once. So it's those type of things where people are just not you know, got the service they should have got at the time they should have got it, which have caused the crime not to be recorded.
9: Serious sexual crimes have gone unrecorded as well, haven't they?
24: Yeah, that's the one I think that the force should be really focusing in, in on. I mean, this is... This is they make, the HYC make it quite plain. This is not in the territory of the South Yorkshire report, uh, which, which, which clearly indicates a, a quite deliberate culture of not recording things, which is perhaps not a surprise in view of recent news. But, but the, the force of Calthorpe have clearly got a problem in that uh, nine out of 19 of the crimes that are reported to their specialist units appear to have either been recorded late or gone or, or been recorded or not been recorded at all.
9: And if a crime like that isn't recorded, then it, it, it doesn't trigger the the victim support process, does it?
24: Yeah. The whole point here is that unless your crime is recorded. Uh, the police The police are not actually going to be doing anything about it, so <clears throat> I think the, I think the critical thing here is we need a a fundamental change uh, in the law. We need a legal right for the victim to have their crime recorded in the way they want it recorded
9: doesn 't that, that sounds quite worrying that we would need to implement a law to do that
24: well I think it's, I think the the thing the HMC report don't really tell you is there is a very very long history to this. I mean, when I was the deputy in West Mercia, which is a long time ago, uh, we were we were, we were then debating these same issues and I'm probably probably my figures in West Mercia were no better than the Hertfordshire ones the sorts of debates we've had here are irresolvable when, when the situation is that the police have to make a judgement about whether something's happened as opposed to the victim have a right to have something recorded
9: You mentioned uh, West Midlands Peter how does hearts uh, compare with, with other areas of the country is it particularly bad, is it middling?
24: No, it's in a, it's in a group of forces uh, I mean Northants next door are, are, are worse uh, and there are forces like Cleveland that are, that are in the same territory. They're, it's in a group of forces which, uh, w- who clearly have some work to do, and they have areas which look, look very similar to Hertfordshire's. Um, so, you know, they're, they're in the, the could-do-better category.
9: Fraud as well is, uh, uh, isn't recorded particularly well.
24: Well, this has been a week of uh, of revelations about the extent of under recording forces actually have handed fraud recording over to a uh, a website uh, run by the city of London called action fraud which is frankly useless uh, and the uh, office for national statistics issued a re- a guide to crime reporting this week which showed that uh, something something like 4 million uh, fraud crimes are actually going un- unrecorded which would add another half another half again to the total crime figures
9: we're always hearing, and David Lloyd, who's coming in uh, in an hour, you know, has, has been in himself and said, well, you know, look, we're doing a great job. The crime figures are down. But I, I guess we can't really trust the crime figures then, can we?
24: Well, if, if the HMIC report is right, and there's no reason to think it's not, uh, any, any claims that recorded crime has gone down need to be balanced by the fact that a quarter of it is actually going unrecorded.
9: Peter, it's fascinating stuff. I really appreciate your time this morning, uh, as always. Former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, resident scholar in criminology at Cambridge University, Peter Neri. Your thoughts on that, please? And to say uh, the Harts Police and Crime Commissioner, David Lloyd, will be in in about 50 minutes' time. Email
3: 3cr at bbc.co.
9: No, don't, I don't like that one. Why not? I don't email that one. You can email me, email me direct Ian.ly at bbc.co.uk. I don't get to see those ones. No. I get to see the ones in. Ian...
11: I look at them. Yeah, but I don't But get... no one emails there. They always email you, so... Yeah,
9: well, get you carry on. I shouldn't have played that one. I'm going to delete that one. How do I delete okay, that OK,
11: well, listen, don't blame yourself. I'm not blaming... well I'm not you sanity like blaming yourself.
9: I'm not blaming things, my... These things happen. I'm not blaming me.
11: Oh, wow. Well, I didn't set that up.
9: I'm not blaming anybody. There's no blame. Wow. Cricket star Flintoff caught doing 87 miles per hour in Bentley, but beats Ban as it would hit his charity work. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was doing 87 in the seventy. Some might argue that's all right.
11: Yeah, but he's been caught twice. Is it twice before?
9: Well, he's, obviously so he's been caught cruising
11: th- for a ban. If he he's obviously
9: been caught three times before because he right. l- he'd have got nine points. Right. This would have taken him up to 12. Um, and it would have been an, an automatic ban. But because of his charity work and because he wants to protect his children's identity... Um, and Oh, here we go. Uh, it would affect his charity and his TV work. As the critica- cri- cricketer is due to be in Northern Ireland today, filming a show... Give me that watch back, please, Kelly. Thank you. Filming... Give me that coat back, please, Kelly. Kelly! Flip it, oh, up. We... just take all my stuff. It's not... Oh, for goodness sakes, I nearly did them. You think this is funny, do you, Kath? I'm
11: sorry, what are you referring to?
9: As the cricketer is due to be in Northern Ireland today, filming a show in which he goes on a road trip with a fish and chip van... Did you just high-five each other? No,
11: we would never do that.
9: Let's go to uh, Ian. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm really annoyed with the people I work with. Apart from that, I'm fine. What you got for us? Kelly Betts gave me Italian Oscar. I rang up
14: and
9: she gave me a telling off. She says you don't
14: have to get when we call back.
9: Who told you off? Kelly Betts. Kelly Betts. She works for you, Ian. You pay her wages. Well,
14: I know, and she gave me a telling
9: off. I said, well, I do have my job to do, No you No, mate, no, mate. You're her boss, right? And I allow, I give you full permission. In fact, I encourage it. You tell her off now. Go on, you're her boss. Hi, Ian. Don't tell me off again.
10: I cu- say that again, your phone cut out.
9: Sorry, don't tell me off again. Hey no, look, you I... just apologise again, Ian? <laughs> nice meeting Don't, don't apologise. Give her a right royal rollicking. Get stuck in there. I'll give her one off the air, don't worry. Oops. A telling off, off, a telling off, a telling I've off. A telling off off the air. What uh, would you like to say, boss? It's bloody fling thing. I was in um, where, uh,
14: where I live, a pretty nice security guard at the court. He said, oh, we got somebody uh, famous in today. Oh, yeah. And it was a pan-early Oh. And he was done for, t- he got to up and his valve points, and he said he did a lot of charity work, and the reason he couldn't have a driver was because he had sensitive transfer deals that he used to talk about on the phone, and if there was a driver there, it might be leaked out, and he got away with it. He got part. away with it? <laughs>
9: yeah. Just pull over to pull over into a Shell or a Texaco and, and uh, do a little phone call there. Well, yeah, no, or sign a confidentiality it. agreement.
14: Well, he got away with it. Oh, I can sh- say, this is oh, it's, like, this isn't a big it was about three or four years ago should, but, yeah, Mr.,
9: yeah. should Mr Flintoff have got away with it? I think so He did not for charity Oh for goodness sakes
11: Was that not the right answer?
9: <laughs> that was the wrong answer No, I, I, Ian, listen I'm going to let you go Because the line isn't brilliant uh, um, But it's funny how he was, he was bemoaning The fact that this Premier League manager Had got away with it And then he says that Freddie Flintoff Should get away with it
11: Don't blame the player pl- Blame the game Cricket No, no. You're literally
9: talking about a player and a game here, so I'm confused. Okay,
11: well, I'm talking about the game being the law and the player being Freddie and the extra player being his lawyer.
9: The law is an ass. Nice ass.
12: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 Luton Spur Road, there are roadworks in place between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. That's not causing any queues at the moment around, North, uh, around, around Luton. And in Watford, though, Queens Road and Gladstone Road are both closed in both directions for a police investigation between Queens Place and Sutton Road. Further into London, on the A406 North Circular Road, it's queuing between the East End Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner. And on the trains, First Capital Connect services have delays of up to 15. minutes between Bedford and Luton because of vandalism at Lee Grove. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh.
9: Thank you, Samantha. by 7.16. It's Friday the 29th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire Police has been criticised for not reporting crime figures properly. A man has been arrested in connection with the death of a teenager in a hit and run in Hemel Hempstead. And people in one part of Hertfordshire say illegal campers are spoiling their local nature reserve.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Who's that? If you've missed any of the programs from the last week you've missed things like this. We've been talking in the studio about the language that people use around illness,
0: chronic illness, things like cancer. But
3: there is a way you can hear it all again. If someone
0: dies and if their treatment doesn't work, it's because somehow they felt negative about having a severe illness.
3: bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. And there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that anybody's mental attitude has any bearing on how they recover allowing you to listen to what you missed bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio across beds hearts and bucks
12: this is Ian Lee
3: bbc three counties radio
9: (sighs) morning Martin Luton Morning. Oh, bloody, bundle of joy. Good morning, Matt. Always always a, a, a joyful pleasure to hear your dulcet tones on the radio airwaves. What would you like to contribute to the show this morning, Matthew?
21: Well, you remember some time ago I said we should get rid of the Fridays?
9: Um, yes, I do remember that. You thought Friday well, shows went up to
16: scratch. me, you have proven my theory right again. Sorry? Your show this morning is an absolute rubbish, especially your
9: singing. What's wrong with my singing?
16: Well, you were taking the Michael out of that young guy. We was team.
9: singing along to it. Yeah. Please release me, let
8: me go, because I don't love you anymore.
9: You sound a bit like Freddie Flintoff. Oh, come on. Matt, nah, that was good. You, you give us a burst. Go on. No, I ain't singing this morning. No, exactly. See, at least I make an effort.
16: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's proven me right again. Just yes, okay. Don't come in Fridays.
9: All right, Matt. Well, I'll have word with my boss and see if I can take Fridays off. Can I lovely, not come in? Lovely.
11: Can I be excused, Matt? Yes. Excellent.
9: You stay, Kelly. That's oh, that's Catherine. Right, Catherine. You you've embarrassed yourself, Matt.
16: No, I haven't. Because Kelly, Kelly, I spoke to oh, Kelly. Right. I didn't realise it was Catherine. It don't was worry, cool. Catherine. Don't let me. You, you actually, Ian, you could go into Doctor Who because that's a load of rubbish and all. Oh, really, um, Matt? Ouch. And with
9: that, he's gone. He owned you. He didn't. He t- I was not owned. I was not owned by Matt. you were. I was not owned in the slightest.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Well, several housing developments have been approved recently in Luton, but a central Bedfordshire councillor says the lack of affordable housing in those plans is pure hypocrisy. That's because Luton Council... It gets confusing, stick with it. That's because Luton Council recently launched a legal battle against central beds to try and get them to build more affordable homes.
4: Well, Paul Scoynes, our political reporter, explains what's going on. Well, these developments relate to two sites in Luton, one on the former Whitbread offices where around 180 student flats and around 80 private flats have been approved. There's potentially going to be some affordable homes there, but there are no details of yet. The other was approved last month as a plan for over 300 flats by the M1 to the west of the Stockwood Golf Club. Now, that doesn't have any affordable housing on it. Back in 2011, when this was actually proposed, the council did object to this plan on the basis that there were no affordable homes. That went to the planning inspector, and the planning inspector said that because there was some sizeable gas work that had to be done by the developer, they said there was no obligation to build uh, affordable homes on there, and they also say that the rules have changed, which means that they can't force any developer to build affordable homes now. Central Bedfordshire councillors say, Well, hang on, you're asking us to build all the affordable homes. We're under the same pressures that you are, and we don't have any more ability to tell developers to build affordable homes than you do. And on top of that, they say that actually Luton could probably build more affordable homes in its own area and just isn't working hard enough. Okay, it, it is confusing, but it will
9: make sense, I think. Richard Stay, a Conservative oh. Central Bedfordshire councillor for cannington isn't particularly happy, and Tom Shaw is the Labour councillor in charge of housing in Luton. They both joining the studio now thank you very much for coming in richard this is about housing development on the doorstep of your constituency uh, you think it reveals a lot about what luton's housing policy is all about don't you uh, morning in morning
15: uh, yep yeah i mean to some extent i i admire luton's chutzpah uh, for taking central bedfordshire to court uh, for not building enough houses to meet luton's housing need mm. you know In some senses, it would be a bit like me suggesting that Luton ought to build over Stockwood Park and uh, and, and other, you know, very pleasant parts of Luton. So, yeah, I... Maldes price. these 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 300 homes
9: so homes near you Luton says it's got no option but to approve them it couldn't have it couldn't force affordable homes because the coalition government your coalition government changed the rules so that
15: they can't they can't force developers to to, to give them affordable homes and and, and that's uh, that, that's fine i don't I don't have any um, don't have any gripe with that at all now what luton has done is approved a planning application for a um, home, uh, effective flats at Newman's uh, Road, which is, is is the site we're looking at, uh, for um, 100 and, uh, 154 homes, which, uh, which is 20... Uh, they approve 25% of that site um, in terms of size uh, in their assessment of what that site could accommodate. Mm. Now, what we would suggest to Luton is that they ought to... Uh, have a look at to all the other sites they've, that, that they they think that is appropriate housing in Luton, and apply the same density value to it. Now, were they to do that, we think that they could probably accommodate an awful lot more um, in terms of uh, in terms of homes in Luton before they start uh, uh, saying to central prefecture we think that you ought to accommodate homes for Luton. Well, Tom Shaw, Labour councillor in charge of
9: housing in Luton, what what would you say to that?
25: Well, let's not uh, let the facts get in the way of a good rant or a good tweet, what we were seeing last night. First of all, let's get Newlands Old out of the way. Luton Council objected to Newlands Old because there was no affordable housing there, turned down the planning application. It was 2013 when that happened. It went off to uh, an inspector appointed by the Secretary of State, exactly along the lines you've said, and the developer managed to convince that uh, inspector that because of the gas main and other stuff on the site, it was unfeasible to enforce the rules over social housing on the site. Uh, The inspector didn't uphold all the planning application. He sent it back to the council, but he sent it back with a recommendation that the council does not include any affordable housing on the site. So if we hadn't have given the permission we'd have been it for hundreds of thousands of pounds in costs by the developer because you already had an inspector's decision.
9: Richard, so it's not their
15: fault that there's no affordable housing in Newlands Road? Well, the inspector uh, made comments on the uh, issue of affordable housing on the site, not the density. Mm. Uh, what we would suggest to Luton, you know, with all due respect, is that the inspector now made no comment on the density mm. uh, on the site. Now, that's effectively, density means the number of, number of dwellings per, per hectare or per acre. Now, what I would suggest to, to Tom, who is a... Um, suggest it to him. Is, He's sat there. Go on, tell him now. I'll is, is, I, I say to Tom is that, that you willingly, your development committee, your planning committee, um, has approved a density of number of dwellings per hectare way, way above uh, the, the, the number of dwellings that uh, you have suggested in other parts of Luton. Hmm. Now, before you come and berate central Bedfordshire for not providing homes for people who live in Luton... Why don't you have a look at other sites within Luton and actually uh, uh, just, just, just confirm that you can't provide
25: more homes within Tom? Luton? We can't provide more homes in Luton. Going up in the air at the moment, you've got 243 social housing units going up and there's another 67 already got its planning permission for next year. Mm. What you have got, where you mentioned on all your tweets last night, was Whit- uh, Whitbread House. Mm. Whitbread House. It's multi student accommodation, and just in case anyone gets misinformed or anything, I've actually fetched the planning committee minutes uh, for you. And what it is, is a sol- there is a social housing element on Whitbread House, even, and that's been included in there as part of it. The negotiations are going on about how many. I like the way that Richard, from Central Beds, loves the idea that the people in Luton should be all crammed in, in high-rise and everything else, And what is it, one of your Sunderland Park, is the chairman of Sunderland Park councillor said to Sean Timoney the other night on Twitter, we don't want the Oak Road type people living in central beds. I think that's an insult to the people of Luton. It's an insult by central beds. It's an insult by Richard to even suggest that the people in Luton should be crammed in, in IRIs blocks and everything else, and not in the nice semi-detached properties. what Central Beds wants to build.
9: But the, the, Luton is expecting Central Beds to build more affordable homes when they're subject to the same rules as you. They can't force uh, developers to include affordable homes either, can they?
25: Well, we sh- uh, we're going into you the grounds of what the... the jud- hang on, hang on, Rachel, let me finish. i got asked a question. We're going into the grounds of what the judicial review is looking at now, and the judicial review is going to a, a, an, hour, an actual hearing. Uh, in front of a judge, where everyone's got to put their but case. But
9: if you if you can't force developers to build affordable homes, then Central Beds can't either, we,
25: can they? Uh, we do force developers to build. You, homes you didn't well. in this instance. In, no, the inspector in that in- instance stopped it. But if you have a look at the Whitbeds one, which was, was <laughs> tweeting about last night, is her, uh, Richard read it? Uh, section three in there actually says and the developers accepted the need for affordable homes in Luton. Did you come what in? Went past, and it's, if you want to read it, it, is her. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm sorry, the, the rhetoric from Luton
15: doesn't match the reality. There's, there's another question, I think, which is fair for Tom, is, is this. Uh, Central Bedfordshire's highest priority in terms of infrastructure is the A5M1 Link Road. Now, we are expecting the developers uh, for north of Houghton Regis to, build, uh, to contribute towards the build of the A5M1 Link Road. That will cost them £50 million. Pounds. That means that they will have less money than they would normally expect to be able to contribute towards affordable housing. Now, the principle of Newlands Road has been established by Luton that where they have to move a gas line, they have less money to put into affordable housing. Luton has accepted that. We are accepting that the developers north of Houghton Regis have less money to contribute towards affordable housing north of Houghton Regis, where we are building thousands of homes many of which will be occupied by people who currently live in Luton. We've accepted that. We've crossed that Rubicon. We understand that. We are doing our duty. So
9: there's no, there is no, no truth in what Tom was saying,
15: that, that certain people in, in central beds don't want Luton types no, moving in? There is no truth to that at all. We are surprised, upset and hurt that Luton has taken a very aggressive attitude towards central Bedfordshire on this. We have no obligation to provide homes for Luton but we have done what we think to be our duty and what we think to be the right thing. Now, I don't know why Tom and his colleagues are taking such an aggressive attitude towards their neighbours. It it, it is surprising. Um, And that, to me, says that we have an obligation then to look at Luton's own uh, development plans for their own housing. And what I'm saying to you, Ian, is that there are plans which Luton have... And Luton have passed, which we would say to you, this is puzzling. Why have you passed plans, for example, at
25: Newlands Road mm. at this density? Okay, you Tom, a look Tom you're there.
9: looking puzzled. Go on.
25: Yeah, I, I can understand Richard's argument because Richard's argument is he seems to be arguing against his own government's inspectors' recommendations over Newlands Road. But it's not just Newlands Road. Well, and, you know. Let's get put all our cards on the table. Seventeen per cent of the jobs taken in Luton come from people in central beds and north arts. Well, Central Beds and North Arts don't want to do anything to help the housing situation in Luton. We've got a thousand people in bed and breakfast or temporary accommodation. A lot of those being referred over here from central beds and north arts. They're in hotels and everything around the town. You have got a duty to cooperate legally. On our local plant, we've actually said we're arranging sets of meetings with all our neighbouring authorities. What you've got is a head-in-the-clouds attitude where you don't want to help Luton's housing problems and the old uh, South Bedfordshire's housing problems, not just Luton's. You want to maximise the value of the land from central beds. You say about the 50000000 million, you're m- talking about a massive development and the tweet from... Uh, Southern, I think he's a chairman, I'm not sure, of Sunderland council the other day to Sean about not wanting Oak roader types coming into central beds is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that you've got the nerve to sit here and say it's alright for people in Luton to move into massive overcrowded properties, but we want big semi-detached properties in central beds. That's what you're saying, Richard. That's, say what, that. that's, what you, that's what you're indicating. That's what your tweets are saying. So I think that's disgusting. There's a Someone so high up in the Tory party in this county where he's only concerned about a little bit in central beds and couldn't care less about the people from Luton is absolutely disgusting.
9: Shaking your head, Richard?
25: Well, I I don't recognise that and I didn't say
15: that and I don't think I've ever ever tweeted that and I certainly can't speak on behalf of a a chairman
25: of the parish council. One of your party members, Richard, by the way, isn't he? Uh,
9: past don't they okay well that person isn't here listen we're, we're running out of time this is this is getting legal with other um the, the cases going on surely you two need you two you two, by you timing mean you two councils you need to get on otherwise this is going to get unpleasant and expensive for for your residents in, in 30 seconds richard will start with you what is the answer what's what's the answer as far as you
15: see it well Ian, it's got unpleasant and it's got expensive um we have in central bedfordshire gone beyond what we think we need to do in terms of providing homes for people that currently live in Luton. What I would say to Tom is, is go and have the same conversation with North Hearts. The obligation is not solely on central Bedfordshire to provide new homes for Luton. We have provided thousands of, well, we are planning to provide thousands of homes to help Luton in its terms of its housing need.
25: We think we have done what we need to do.
15: Okay, Tom, thirty seconds. Was
9: the, the answer?
25: judge will decide whether they have done what we need to do. I, w- I would rather we didn't give a load of solicitors and barristers money that we can sort out ourselves. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like us. I'd like you need to talk. I'd like to see the twenty percent what you agreed in the core strategy two years ago reinstated in local plan. You do that, and you won't have a major problem on your hands, will you? Very quickly, how much is this costing legally? How much does it costing uh, it depends the taxpayers? How far it goes in? How that's, much does it cost so far? Do you know? Uh, well, it's a minimum of under thousand pounds just to get to where we are now from Luton.
9: And you think that's worth spending taxpayers' money? I've on?
25: got thousand people in bed and breakfast and temporary accommodation. If I can get some houses to get those people in decent houses, it's well worth it.
9: Tom Short, Labour councillor in charge of housing in Luton. Richard Stay, Conservative Central Bedfordshire councillor for Caddington. Thank you very much for coming in. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
13: In Watford, Queen's Road and Gladstone Road are both closed because of police investigation between Queen's Place and Sutton Road. In Brickett Wood, the A405 North Orbital Road is looking heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the speed sensors and further into London, the A406 North Circular Road is queuing westbound between the East End t- Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner. On the train's first capital connects still have delays of up to 15 minutes between Bedford and Luton because of vandalism at Lee Graves. Samantha Broughby
0: At 7.33. I'm Jane Killick. Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. But the Herts Police and Crime Commissioner denies the figures have been deliberately manipulated. A man's been arrested in connection with the death of a teenager fatally injured when he was hit by a car in Hemel Hempstead a week ago. 16-year-old Fazan Ahmed was crossing Jupiter Drive when he was struck by a car which didn't stop and later died in hospital. A ruse browing after Luton approved plans for more than 300 new flats without any affordable housing. It comes as the council pursues a legal challenge for Central Bedfordshire Council to build more affordable homes. The weather, breezy with some sunny spells and a high of 20 Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford striker Matthias Renegy has joined fellow Championship side Millwall on loan. He'll stay at the New Den until January. The Hornets are at home to Huddersfield tomorrow in the league. Watford captain Troy Deeney, who has just signed a new contract to the club, says promotion is the goal this season.
17: We all know what we want to do, but I think we've got to just take it month by month. We saw before that Reading was like nowhere to be seen come Christmas and they didn't win in the league comfortably. Ideally, we want to be at the top all the way through and open a, a big gap, but if not, if we can do it on the last day, nick it and win the league, happy days.
0: Luton Town manager John Still says a winger would be his priority if he was to make a signing before transfer deadline day on Monday, but Still says he won't be panicked into doing anything.
18: Probably lacked a little bit in the wide areas, if I'm being honest, because Alex Lawless, you know, he's not been available, so that's given us a little bit of problem. So if something in that position came up that was for me then maybe we'd look at it
0: After their League Cup success against Manchester United in the week, MK Dons are preparing for the visit of Crawley tomorrow in League One. In League Two, Stevenage at Wimbledon and Wickham head to York. In golf, the Travis Perkins Senior Masters starts at Woburn today. Last year, Colin Montgomery won the event and he competes again this time. In rugby, Bedford play Saracens tonight in their final pre-season friendly ahead of the championship season. And in cricket, Letchworth host celebrity team lashings today. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is eight. If you hear a whisper, give it a
3: shout or I'll come round to break your arm. Call 08459 455 555.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy morning. The most awkward thing about that interview with those two uh, uh, councillors wasn't uh, the fact that there was obviously tension between them, it's that they walked in as I was singing to Matt. That's what the most awkward thing was, Catherine. They walked in as I was singing to Matt.
11: Well, look, I don't know whether you've noticed this, but you are on the radio, so they've heard you do all kinds of things.
9: I've got a good voice. Um, you have. Haven't I, though? Yeah,
10: you really have. I think it needs to be worked on slightly, but it's there. The breathing. You've got it.
9: Give, me a, give me a song and I'll sing it.
10: Oh. Um, I like it when you sing From a Jack <laughs> to a King. From a jack to a king. I don't know that one. That's in the tune of Puppy Love. And they call it Baby Love.
11: Wonder of you? That's the wonder of you. Who is a versatile performer. Huh? Versatile uh? performer.
9: Ooh. I can do all the songs. Yeah. All the songs, all the styles. <laughs>
11: what are you doing here? You should be working the clubs.
9: I didn't, I just didn't get dealt the right hand. Yeah, too old now as well. Uh, well, no, there's the, oh, it was that old um, billionaire's wife that wants to be a pop singer. And she might get away with it because she's hot and she's got a half-decent voice. There's a, she's in the papers a lot. Guys? Guys? Beulah? Well,
11: find yourself a millionaire. Yeah. And be that wife.
9: My piano came last night yeah. at uh, 25 past nine as I was hanging up the jumpers. I'd bravely tried to wash in the washing machine. Oh. Fingers crossed, guys. How are you supposed to dry jumpers flat? What does that mean? I have no idea. Dry flat? What, on a table? Let's have a wet table. It won't dry on the table. Anyway, I've, I've washed the jumpers in the washing machine. I think I've ruined them. So the, the, the piano came last night.
11: Nine o'clock. These musos really have no limits, do they?
9: Crazy. And it was, well, it, what, I thought it'd be like Laurel and Hardy. It, was, it wasn't. It was just um, Hardy was just delivering the piano on his own. How what? did he do that? I, it was amazing. He pulled a piano out of a van on his own. It's unbelievable. Oh. I think you may have damaged it. Certainly damaged my floor. Doesn't matter. I've got a piano, including the delivery. It cost me six hundred and fifty quid. As it sat there, as the man, I heard the van drive away. I thought, Why on earth have I bought a piano for? This is ridiculous. What a ridiculous waste of money! One of the kids won't be able to eat for a month now. I know which one. <laughs> the least favourite. What
11: would you want, Matt?
9: It's unbelievable. So I've got a piano. I've got no idea what to do with it. Well, um, how about playing it? Well, I, I, I played the intro to Daydream Believer and uh, Let It Be last night. I'll pass that on. And then after those three minutes have passed, I oh, thought, okay. what
11: do I ever play a piano for? Have you got a candelabra? Right,
9: no it. candelabra. I've got a stool. That?
11: Oh, well, that's handy. <laughs>
9: yeah, sit on it, isn't it? Uh, mm. Can you play a piano? No, well, no. I'll, pl- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll record me playing the bits I can play this weekend. Excellent. We'll play it on Monday yep. and you can let me know wh- whether it's worth... B- per- Does anyone want to buy a piano?
22: Just you want to buy a piano? <laughs> uh, no. A piano, as Chaz and Dave would call it. Yeah, a piano. A piano. No, you're such a muppet, aren't you? Oh. Yeah, okay. Yesterday giving it the yeah. big one. Yeah. I'm going to have a piano. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. You get the piano the next day, then all you do is moan. I'm a classical pianist. No, you're not.
10: So Matt and Luton called in. Oh yeah. Called back. What did he want? He said he thinks you should just close the show and go home. <laughs> and then he said, "But that was a great interview." Well, then there we go.
9: Oh Matt, well I might have more great. In- I've got David Lloyd PCC coming up in a bit. That'll be a great interview. We got jo- we got Dealey in about three minutes. That'll mm. be a great one. It deals Ooh, good tension. Yeah. Good, good tension. Good tension. Really. Great. First of
11: all, we have Ian on the M1. No, we don't. Nigel, Nigel on the M1. Well,
9: Plum. Yes, Nigel. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Um, do you know what, Nigel? I'm regretting buying a piano, but apart from that, I'm all right. Good, 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 good. I just wanted to make a comment oh, on good, the... Uh, good, good. Five yeah, goods. Story. You did five goods. Good, 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 good. Five. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Freddie off. Yes, he, he got 12 points. He didn't get banned because of his charity work, his television work, and uh, he, his kids' uh, identities. I think that's absolutely disgusting, Ian. Yeah. Go on, tell me he, why. He's a, he's a professional driver, and he's driving a vehicle at that sort of speed on a motorway.
16: Then he ought to take the point, he ought to take the ban. There are... <laughs> lots of accidents caused by idiots, and we'll call them idiots, Driving out, up and down the motorway 80, every day. There
9: will be some people, Nigel, who would say, well, 87 miles per hour on a motorway, it's not that bad. Of course it is. I mean, the, the legal law
16: is 70. People do 80 and they get away with it, which is a fair comment. I must admit, I do
9: occasionally, because I'm, well, I'm a professional driver by profession, and I occasionally do 80 on a motorway. So but... I got go a minute, I got a minute. So there's only 7 miles per hour difference between 80 and 87. It's negligible. You should lose your licence. No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) But if you're a professional driver and you're breaking, you don't get to decide, we don't get to decide. I'm getting excited, I'll calm down. We don't get to decide, you know, which laws we obey and which ones we bend a little bit. The speed limit is 70. Yes. So you should be doing 70. You're just lucky that you haven't been caught. Exactly. And if I was caught, then obviously I would be fined, I would get the points on my licence, and if I got up to 12
16: points, then obviously I would be banned. So I know he's a celebrity, I know he's got celebrity status, etc, etc, but I think he's still a driver, he's still responsible for that vehicle he's driving, but he's not blown in a safe manner, he's
9: he's not thinking about the other drivers on the road. But you are when you're doing 80? I don't do 80 all the time. Occasionally, I'll do 80. I bet he doesn't do 87 all the time. He probably doesn't, but unfortunately, he was lucky, he was unlucky, I suppose, in a way that he got caught. Nigel, listen, I'm going to let you go, because you're in a weird echo chamber, but thank you very much. Nigel's argument was, it's all right for Nigel to break the law, but not celebrity. I'm confused by that.
11: No, he said he'd be banged to rights, didn't he? If he got found out.
9: But yeah, he, he still does it. Mm deals. Yeah, interesting point there, Nigel. Yeah, no, it was good. Thank you for <laughs> that, Nigel. I enjoy it. four five nine four double five five double five. if you want to have your say. Have you taken this to the street, as you were instructed to earlier?
22: Yes, I mean, I, I'm slightly surprised by this one because, um, as I mentioned to you earlier, my dad does a lot of charity work for the Bone Cancer Research Trust, so I'm sure that the if BCMT. he had... T, uh, Yeah, exactly. If he had nine points on his licence and then he got caught doing 87, I'm pretty sure that he will be B- banned. BCRT. Yeah, BCRT, that's the yeah. one. But uh, I'm pretty sure that, that he will be banned. I I think it kind of sends out the wrong message that, well, go and speed. If you're doing charity work or, or you're a celebrity, you'll get away with it. But um, I have taken it to the streets asking people I'd whether have... Flintoff should have been banned. Here's what people had to say. It should have been banned. He'd have had a collective of 12 points and that's to, uh, enough to ban a driver. In saying that, apparently he does a lot of work for charity and those charities would have suffered had he been banned from driving. So what? It's his fault. He's driving. James, you're a Freddie Flintsoff fan, but um, should he have got away with this? What do you think?
1: No, definitely not, because he's just a human being, just like me and you. It doesn't matter if you do charity work or any kind of work. You got to, The law's the law, basically. Uh,
7: I think maybe there should be an offset taking into account charity work that
22: he's done. Let me ask you this, though. If you were doing charity work, do you think you would have got away with this?
7: Very likely not at all. When it does happen and it becomes highlighted, uh, it doesn't do a lot for that particular person's popularity
22: or public's faith in the justice system. Interesting. So hearing this news today, have you gone off Freddie Flintoff a bit then?
7: Um, a little bit, yeah. If... If he's bringing in the reason why he shouldn't be prosecuted uh, in the privacy of his children, then yes, because I don't think it has a place in it at all.
22: Uh, Alex, you're in your car, listening to Ian Lee this morning. You know all about this story. Freddie Flintoff, should he have got away with this? What do you think? No. Well, it's, it's one rule for one and one for another. Just because he's famous doesn't mean he's uh, he's above the law, does it really? I mean, his his argument is that he does a lot of charity work. Those charities they would have missed out had he been banned. We could get someone to drive him. We can afford it, can't he? <laughs> and the privacy of his children, uh, has that got anything to do with it? What's his children got to do with it? It's him who's in court, not his kids. <laughs> when you are quite angry, when you heard this this morning, were you almost thinking, I can't believe what they're talking
4: about here? I just think it's the same always. It's always the same. If you're famous, you seem to get more leniency than, than yeah. the normal Joe blogs on the street. I do,
22: I do. And, of course, as you are listening to the programme, if you hear a whisper
4: give us a shout good
9: luck mm. what's interesting people are saying oh you should get a, you should get a driver the ban would, would normally be for 6 months yep and he's got a bentley that costs 150 Thousand pounds!
22: Wow, I think the fine was what three hundred and thirty yeah. pounds. So he Incredible. could sell
9: that Bentley, and it, oh, just on the winnings from that, he could
22: afford a private driver for six months. It's just wrong on every single level. This I story. Think it,
9: do you know what? I think it kind of is. Mm-hmm. I think, it, and also, this will be the fourth time he's been stopped. He'll have had three other.
22: Uh, you know, being caught for speeding. Mm. And 87, by the way, is too fast. I know a lot of people do drive on the motorway at 80. I think the police probably wouldn't pull you over. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure they wouldn't pull you over if you were doing 80. Anything above 80, they certainly would. 87 is way above 80. So I think, you know, taking everything into account here, so what if he works for a charity? Um, unfortunately, you've been caught, and uh, you should be banned. How's that? Mmm, How's that? Uh, can we have more Doctor Who things later on, please? Yes, I went to uh, Aylesbury, the home of our big tour, yesterday, talking about Peter Capaldi. Um, is he doing it for you? Peter Uh Yes, it was um, It was an interesting afternoon. I got out of Aylesbury alive. It was a bit rough there yesterday afternoon. Uh, you'll hear that report after 8.30. Justin, is uh, Peter Capaldi doing it for you, Kath?
3: Peter Capaldi.
12: <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Watford, Gladstone Road and Queens Road are still closed in both directions because of a police investigation and vehicle fire between Queens, Queens Place and Stanley Road. Also in North Watford, the A41 North Western Avenue is busy around the Dome roundabout. In Bricketwood, the A405 North Orbital Road is heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the speed sensors and into London on the A406. Looking at the cameras, it's queuing on the North Circular Road between the East Threat End Road tunnel and the A1 for Henley's Corner. On the trains, First Capital Connect have 15-minute delays between Bedford and Luton because of vandalism at Lee Grave. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
9: you, Samantha. It's Friday the 29th of August. I nearly made up a number there. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving in Hemel Hempstead after a teenager was killed. And Luton has approved more than 300 new flats without any affordable housing, despite telling central Bedfordshire to build more affordable homes. Let's get the weather here.
6: well, some uh, bright skies out there to start off the day, but a little bit more in the way of cloud as we head through the afternoon. And there are some showers coming in from the west, but uh, most of them should have faded away by the time they get to us. So I think most of us will have a dry day, but quite a breezy one with a southwesterly breeze and temperatures reaching 21 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight we've got some patchy rain. It's a fairly cloudy night altogether. Just about clearing by the time we get to the morning, though, with lows of 13 degrees Celsius. So tomorrow, a largely dry day with sunny. still that southwesterly wind but easing all the time and temperatures reaching 19 degrees celsius sunday we have a ridge of high pressure so that's giving us a dry day with lighter winds but the beginning of next week is looking a little cloudy and damp
3: that's your latest forecast BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks
1: Quite a pleasant market town
3: Well it's at the moment a thriving
1: town It's, it's certainly on the
3: up All this week we're featuring Aylesbury
6: People work well together, there's a nice feeling There are friendly
3: people, people do smile at each other on the street
2: Nestling in the Chilterns Lots of nice countryside round you know.
3: Inviting everyone to where you live Very so pretty with all the
10: Hanging baskets they've done this year
3: The Big Tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks The bell
9: came from the the old Friary, which gives the name to Fry Square in Aylesbury.
3: From BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Oh, sorry, I was expecting that to be a little bit longer, and I was, um... Can you talk for, like, ten seconds, Kath? I yeah, you look like you
11: were um, having a bit of a daydream. Are you all right? Oh, wow.
9: I was having some cough, finishing off the cough.
11: Looks like you're doing a yard of ale, the way you neck that. <laughs> <didn't
9: it? laughs> how, much is it, how much is a yard of ale? Uh, too much. But what is it? How, how much is it? I don't know.
11: I'm guessing about four pints Don't pretend you've never done one I haven't done one, I've seen a few
9: Yeah, I bet you have, I bet you've necked a few
11: No, I haven't, (laughs) although I was very
9: into Caffrey's as a student Barry Caffrey's? guy that works here? <laughs> no. We're all into him. He's lovely. No,
11: I didn't realise um, the, the powers of Cafferys until I stopped drinking it when I came home for the holidays and lost a stone and a half.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that stuff will do it to you. Now, a group of volunteers are calling for something to be done about illegal camping on Mardley Heath near Welling. The group is fed up clearing up after people whose idea of getting back to nature involves dumping litter, lighting fires and smoking tarifa. Well, Louise Jacqueline is one of the friends of Mardley Heath and joins me now. Good morning, Louise.
20: Hello, Ian. Good morning.
9: Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Tell me a little bit more about this place, Louise, and why it's so special to you.
20: Well, um, Mardley Heath is a designated local nature reserve of about 37 hectares. That's about 60 acres in yeah. old money, I think. Um, it's a mixture of woodland, particularly noted for its hornbeam, remnant heath land, some ponds, and some old gravel workings. It really is a lovely place. And so what's
9: been going on, Louise? What's got your beef?
20: Um, well, the main problem, and it's been a problem for a while, but this year we've seen a really big increase in the number of times groups of young adults move in for overnight and weekend-long camping parties. Oh. And, of course this has created huge amounts of rubbish and litter and broken bottles etc left around the camp area when the party's over and also they light campfires which are fueled by cutting or pulling branches off nearby trees and leaving large areas of scorched ground mm. and and particularly you know the the main family picnic area is being degenerated by this this use this use of part invasion by you know weekend parties.
9: Now, are, are people allowed to camp there? Uh,
20: there are there are signs which are provided by the council. Yeah. which Say uh, no camping, no fires. Um, but according to the council, this is this is. A woodland code. Right. And um, it's...
9: So does that mean that it's recommended that people don't camp there, but it's not actually illegal to camp there?
20: Well, that's the moot point, Right, it? right. It's, uh, um, and this is why, when we've sought assistance from the council and the community police and the street wardens... The buck seems to get passed around, and um, and nobody seems to have a solution to how we might manage this this increase in partying.
9: Suppose, supposing I'm I'm just putting this forward as 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 an option. Supposing that people camped there, Mm. but they didn't start the fires and they cleaned up everything. There wasn't a trace left behind. Would would that satisfy you?
20: Well, to, to. to be honest as you know as the volunteers who tend to you know kind of keep the place tidy yeah. you know um, we we 've had that before, and we we do see you know people having a you know even an overnight picnic which which are cleared up because we go and check next day. Yeah. And if there's no tents or rubbish or litter, then you kind of think, well, they've had a nice time and yes. nothing's been damaged. It, it, it's, it's, we want to work with people who who enjoy... You know, the the nature reserve for what it is. And respect it. And respect yeah. it. And respect other users, because the main site being used is the family picnic yeah. area. Mm. You mentioned
9: users, uh, Louise. The drug paraphernalia has been found, hasn't it? What, what, what is that? Needles? Bongs? Uh, uh, wraps? Baggies? Rizzlers? I'm
20: not the best person to ah. ask about that. Uh, we happen to be fair we have not found such obvious okay. paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, um, more knowledgeable friends than than I am have said, oh, that looks like a, a little rap or whatever. Oh, dear. Um, but, you know, we don't... It's, it's it's not. It's not that evident. And do
9: you ever approach these people, Louise? Yes. And, and what? What, and what, I'm, what? I can possibly imagine. What's their response?
20: Actually, to be fair, we've never been overtly badly abused. Okay. Um, but the, the, the attitude is well, well. We can be here, and it doesn't matter, and we're not hurting anybody, and. And we will clear up. Well, they say that. Mm. Um, so it's it's almost as though, well, go away. You're just annoying us. In fact, last week I was told to go away, you jobsworth.
26: Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Not,
20: but that's that's not serious abuse. But it you can't get through to them that they're on... Uh, a very public area there yeah. and um and just making a mess,
9: Louise, what would you like to see done? What would be your dream scenario uh,
20: Well, I do wonder why you know the nature is uh, as those, you know doesn't have bylaws about you know so so at least the the community police instead of just shrugging their shoulders, could come okay. and say well you you must put that fire out.' and you must now clear out all this rubbish that's scattered around and, you know, kind of enjoy yourself without all of this going on. But whether it requires a bylaw or Mm. whether it just requires a more insistent monitoring from, you know, those of us at council and other public services that want to care for the Heath, I don't know.
9: Louise, I appreciate your time. Keep us uh, informed. Let's know what happens. Louise, Jacqueline, uh, friends of Mardley Heath. Respect the countryside. That's one of the things I'm, I'm kind of... I'm big on. Yeah. The camping thing, but if it's not illegal, I'm not quite sure, but, but clean, clean up after yourselves, yeah. guys. I don't
11: see the point in camping.
9: No, I'm not a camping so fan. that's where we
11: part ways. I'm but not a you, big camper. If you insist Thank on that, much, then clear up after yourself.
9: Yeah, to clear up a, clear up after yourself, Dave.
11: And shut the gates. Sh-
9: shut your gate, Dave. <laughs> and don't worry hey, the me. sheep. Stop worrying the sheep. Put that away. Oh, Lord. I'm not worrying the sheep. I'm I'm looking at the birds here in the garden. Oh, you deviant. Now, Dave, you've called in to play the Mystery Voice competition. No, I didn't. Who is this? I like the mushy peas.
16: You. Uh, Try again. I like the mushy peas. I don't
14: know. Tell us. Who? I don't know. You tell us. Well, no, I I do know. No, you, you, oh, no, 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 no. no, hang on. No, no. I do know. Oh, you guess.
9: I like I the f- mushy peas. I'll give you a yeah. clue. Is it the Rock? It's not the Rock. I'll give you a here are clues. Okay, he's an American man. Oh no. no he was he it. was um. The would, he was in Inverticom <laughs> as married to a woman. Oh, I don't know. He has I a beard. Know. No, I don't know. Okay, have a guess. Who is the voice? I I like
8: the
16: peas. I don't know.
9: Okay, pal.
16: Oh, he's got off the right. I'm going to swear here. But... I like the mushy peas. I was going to ring up to ask if Catherine brought her musical instrument in, but she said no. Oh, dear. He's off again. He's I like Freddie... the mushy peas. This Freddie Flintstock, or whatever his name. We should all join charity organisations away with any crime we commit. I like well, the, the mushy peas this country's law justice is an ass just like you just like you mr lee you know I me mean? you're a silly ass hello oh dear oh pray i like the mushy peas oh i know who that bloke is now harry Bolifonti. is that it i like the mushy peas I like the mushy peas. What a hell of a mess this Free Counties radio is in now. A hell mess. Disgusting. No, 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 no. I like the mushy peas. No, 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 no. Oh dear, okay. Is it worth ringing up? Is Kelly mucking about as well. I like the mushy peas. But I love me Catherine, so nice, you know what I mean? And that Justin, well, he's turned upon me as well.
23: Hello, Shiki.
16: Hello.
7: Whippy, is the Jubilee.
16: I like the you peas. Travel
12: news for beds, hearts and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Watford, Queen's Road and Gladstone Road are still closed in both directions because of a police investigation into a vehicle fire between Queen's Place and Sutton Road. Also in Watford, Vicarage Road is heavy westbound near the A411 Exchange Road on the cameras. In Bricketwood the A405 North Orbital Road is heavy around the M25 Junction 21A Roundabout. And in Wood, the A1 Barnet Way is queuing at the Barnet Bypass by the Stirling Corner. On the A406 North Circular Road in Finch Actually, it's queuing westbound between the East End Road Tunnel and Henley's Corner, and on the trains it's cleared up now after the delays earlier on. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you, Samantha. Freddie Flintoff, should he got burned? 12 points on his licence, he got away with it. How? Why? Because of his charity work. Is that fair? Really? Local and vocal across beds,
3: hearts and bucks.
12: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Hertfordshire Police reacts after a critical report over its crime figures. Man arrested over hit-and-run in Hemel Hempstead and row over not building affordable homes in Bedfordshire. BBC Three
3: Counties Radio.
0: Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. But the Harts Police and Crime Commissioner denies the figures have been deliberately manipulated. The former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, Peter Nayrood, says failing to put on the record 25% of crime is not a good place to be.
24: They actually observed somebody coming into the inquiry office and not have their crime recorded because they didn't have all the information available. Uh, I don't know how many times people go back into an inquiry office to report something when they fail to do the first time. I suspect they only do it once. So it's those type of things where people have just not you know, got the service they should have got at the time they should have got it.
0: A man's been arrested in connection with the death of a teenager, fatally injured when he was hit by a car in Hemel Hempstead a week ago. 16-year-old Fazan Ahmed was crossing Jupiter Drive when he was struck by a car which didn't stop and died later in hospital. A 20-year-old man from Berkhamsted is being questioned on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. Luton Council's being accused of hypocrisy after giving developers the green light to build more than 300 flats without any affordable housing. It comes as the authority pursues a legal challenge against Central Bedfordshire Council to get them to provide more affordable homes. The Labour councillor in charge of housing in Luton, Tom Shaw, is defending the cost of the legal proceedings.
25: It's a minimum of under £1,000 just to get to where we are now from Luton. I've got a 1,000 people in bed and breakfast and temporary accommodation. If I can get some houses to get those people in decent houses, it's well worth it.
0: It's claimed illegal campers are spoiling a nature reserve in Harvordshire by lighting fires as well as leaving behind litter and evidence of drug use. The Friends of Mardley Heath say the problems are getting worse. Ewan Duncan reports.
1: Mardley Heath is an area of Woodland and Heathland near Welling Garden City, but the volunteers looking after the site say it attracts young adult and teenage campers who don't take responsibility for the mess they leave behind. The Friends of Mardley Heath want bylaws to deter people from spoiling the area, which they free have to tidy up. Well, in Hatfield Borough Council, which manages the site, says it's considering putting up signs to deter camping at Mardley Heath.
0: Six people were taken to hospital after a two-car crash in North Mims near Hatfield yesterday morning. One man, believed to be in his 50s, suffered multiple injuries in the crash on the Great North Road and was in a serious condition. Five people travelling in the other car were treated for minor injuries. And hospitals in England are being told to improve their food with measures such as serving fish twice a week and cutting the salt used in cooking. The new standards will be enforced through NHS contracts. The weather, cool and breezy, but mainly dry, with lengthy sunny spells this morning and a high of 20 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counters.
16: I like to peas.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of
3: Beds, Hearts, and Bucks.
6: People work well together, there's a nice feeling, they're friendly people, people
3: do smile at each other on the street. It's all about where you live.
2: Yeah, it's got the basics, but it's surrounded by some beautiful countryside, beautiful history.
3: All this week, we're featuring Aylesbury.
10: Very pretty with all the hanging baskets they've done this year.
3: The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past eight, it's Friday. It's nearly the weekend, seeing hosannas. Coming up in the last hour of the show, crime figures questioned, should Freddie Flintoff have got off? 12 points on his licence. He didn't get the usual 6 months ban because of, well, his charity work. Is that fair? <laughs> And I've not seen it yet. I'm very excited. The new Doctor Who I should be watching this afternoon. Is Capaldi doing it for you? Justin has been out and taken it to the streets. We'll find out what you think. 08459 oh, four double five five double five.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Capaldi, Catherine, has not done it for you. Hey
11: like Capaldi, so that was my main reason for watching yeah. five minutes of Doctor Who. And come I couldn't on. persist with any more. I thought I'd come in halfway through. No,
9: It annoys me. People who only If, if you're going to give something a chance, give it more than five minutes. Oh, no. Yes. It was
11: a lizard-faced woman in a Victorian oh. outfit. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds brilliant. And a Tyrannosaurus Rex <gasps> oh. trying to catch him. Oh, yeah. it was a load of old nonsense. Ooh, well, really? All right. You watch that, do you? Uh, oh. Tony's not impressed. He says on the text, Capaldi, Doctor No. yes.
9: yes. I've got
11: he looks like he should be part of the pet shop boys. Guessed. We never like a new doctor. Give him some time, and he may lighten up. And I've, I can understand him being miserable. He was I've once a young doctor with a fit no. sidekick. How oh, rude! He's regenerated da- an old pet shop boy now. And he's got no chance with her, Catherine. Doctor Who is gutted.
9: I've got I've got David Lloyd in the studio with me. So I think maybe you should just calm down your rant and let me speak to him. It was
11: him. Tony, not me.
9: Okay, thank you very much indeed. I do apologise, David, for that. It's all right. rant uh, <laughs> right there from Catherine. Boyle. now police watchdogs have found serious failings in the way that crime is recorded in Hertfordshire. Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary has given the force three months to sort itself out after discovering a significant number of offences missing from the official figures, 25% to be precise. Well, as you can hear, the Hertfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner, David Lloyd, joins me now. Morning, David. Thank you for coming in. Morning, in. What's gone wrong?
2: Um, there have been a, a number of uh, things that have gone wrong, and uh, I welcome the fact that uh, HMIC have done this. HMIC have um, the same role broadly that I have, which is to hold the constabulary to account to make sure that we're getting things right. Um, and you're not, are you? Well, we, uh, uh, I, I make sure that uh, the constabulary is getting things right, and where things have gone wrong, uh, we need to put an action plan in place, which we've already done since April, to make sure that we get it right. And what the uh, HMIC... Um, said was that uh, a number of crimes which were going, which were being committed, um, were not getting onto the figures. Um, what this is, twenty-five really,
9: percent. That's 25% a significant number of
2: what was a small sample. But I'm not going to get into the size of the sample, or whatever. When they looked at it, twenty-five percent were not on. Um, and you know there are a number of uh, things which may or may not have got on. Um, and I think it's important we look at those first of all. Um, there are, if you like, broadly uh, sort of uh, three types. Uh, one is the, the things like fly-tipping, which uh, we've now, uh, the constabulary has now uh, accepted these are always crimes and that they go on. Uh, another type is uh, where perhaps someone's phoned in and said there are five things that have happened. Perhaps uh, we, they have, the uh, constabulary have focused on getting people out quickly rather than working out whether or not it's one crime or five crimes. Mm. Uh, that clearly we need to get right. Um, and also in some very sensitive uh, areas where perhaps... There there are vulnerable uh, victims of crime. They've thought about the vulnerability of the victim. What's been most important for me is that the, there aren't more victims. This isn't about more or fewer victims. This is about how the crimes are recorded. Serious
9: under-recording of sexual crimes. Yes, indeed. I mean, s- significant. HMIC examined 50 reports recorded on a different system... Um, 19 crimes that should have been recorded of those only 10 were. Yeah. That's terrible, uh, isn't it
2: it? it? it is, although I think um, it sounds worse than it actually what it really means. Um, within the crime recording standards and and clearly at sort of 8 o'clock in the morning we don't want to go through the minutiae of crime recording standards but within them you've got to record within 72 hours specifically around sex crimes quite often what they were doing was actually getting more of the evidence and talking through with people so the crime might not have got on um, within those 72 hours and therefore Mm. it was a fail in terms of that that didn't mean to say the victim wasn't being seen but for good reasons not ill they were looking to try to get the evidence out and to talk through with the victim. If
9: a crime isn't recorded, then the the victim support services aren't triggered, are they? So there, there will be some people, a significant number of people, uh, who who will will feel that they have been let down and
2: ignored. Uh, i don't think that the cases will, will have been that there will be people who have been ignored. This is about crime recording rather than
9: supported but victims. they wouldn't have been but they wouldn't have been supported well, if twenty five percent were under recorded then those twenty five
2: percent wouldn't have been supported um they they would have been uh, supported in those specific um sexual uh, but the twenty five percent as a whole the, the, they wouldn't yes. have been would they um There is a danger with those 25% overall that they may not have got the support they should and that is why and you know that from the 1st of October the Police and Crime Commissioner takes over victim support, um, it it is important um, that they get the support that's required and indeed... I welcome this because it means we focus more and more on the victim, not on the crime itself. And that is the really important bit. How do we make sure the victim gets the right support? That is the big difference that PCCs are making, which is putting victims at the heart of what they're doing.
9: It's been suggested that you've been massaging figures to make yourself look good. Um, If it has been suggested,
2: it's wrong that certainly isn't the case. That's actually what HMIC said as well. Um, HMIC, if you like, is the Ofsted of policing. Uh, and, and what they said is that this was not about massaging uh, figures. These were honest mistakes, honest ways of uh, changing uh, things around, which were not about massaging figures. Certainly were not. And if you go to the British Crime Survey, which you'll know because we've spoken about it before, is the one that I always look at. That says that Hertfordshire is a really safe place, remains a really safe place, mm. and crime is low and
9: Falling. Well, because you, you have been in before and told us that crime is coming down, but if, yeah, if, if 25% of the crimes aren't being recorded, then can we believe the figures that crime is well, going down in Hertfordshire?
2: Yes, indeed it can, because you look at that very independent survey, which is the British Crime Survey... Is um, And that tells us that crime is also falling significantly. Hertfordshire is a great place to live and work. It's a safe place to live and work. Um, And uh, I'm I'm quite bullish about this. I think that if we get uh, more crime on, that's a good thing if if, if more crime is recorded um, because it means that we are focusing even more on that. So, for example, when we find that fly-tipping is now always recorded, As uh, an offence, it means that we are more likely to do something about it. I think that's good news.
9: Compared to some other uh, uh, regions, it it doesn't look brilliant for Hearts. West Midlands uh, figures 461 crimes, only 12 were unrecorded. In Hearts, 236 crimes, 60 were not recorded. Um, You're quite right. I mean, I'm not here
2: to defend... um, Errors which have been made, that's not my role. My role is to make sure that we get it right. Mm. From April, when this first of all came out, and you remember I, I started talking about this from April when this first of all came out, um, we have put in place an action plan which makes sure that these things are properly mm. recorded. Um, it is right and proper that I hold the Chief constable to account to make sure that this is working properly. I fully expect it to work properly. It will work properly.
9: There have been warning signals about this for a while haven't yes. they? Uh, in 2013 the, the, your own audit uncovered crime was not being recorded properly, uh, spot inspections by HMIC, why has it taken so long to react and, and fix this? Well it hasn't
2: um, you know, this isn't something which I'm saying we're going to be doing something from the 1st September this is something which I said we are we have been working on well from April, we have actually retrained all of our workforce around how they record crime, this is really important the way we're changing it, and what this is really important about it isn't about um, whether or not a crime um, uh, rightly gets onto the system or not. What this is about is whether or not a victim is properly listened to, and that's what it's really important for me, and I think that we are getting there.:
9: Can I read you a text from a listener Patterson doxidin. Hope you're sitting Pat. down. Pat has texted him. Again. Yes. He always does. Pat's a fan or not. Our PCCs are certainly proving they're not up to the job. Look at old Ollie Martin, suspended from his own political party for breaking confidentiality, Rotherham's PCC for failing the children under his watch, and also as a councillor with responsibility, and David Lloyd, Hart's police, failing to record crime. One thing in common, they are all politically motivated. Politics and the role of PCC does not work, hence the role should be free of politics. There was also... Um, well, I guess you'd call it a by-election in, in Birmingham and the West Midlands recently at uh, the death of, uh, of Bob Jones only 10% of the electorate turned up to vote it, the PCCs have been in the news the last couple of months for the wrong reasons, haven't they?
2: Um, they have been in the news the last couple of months uh, because the role is a big and important role um, clearly there are, there are two or three things coming from different, uh, different sides there um, the uh, low turnout is really um, un Uh, uh, unreasonable in in, in West Mids, but frankly, that's what's likely to happen if you have a by-election in the middle of August. Um, So, you know, I I think it is really unfortunate that uh, it was uh, a low turnout, but it's actually the sort of turnout you would almost expect to get in a by-election for anything in the middle of August. So we've Uh, got to change how that happens. Are the PCC's Uh, an experiment that that has gone wrong? I don't think so. I think that uh, what the PCCs do is put at uh, the heart of policing uh, the views of the public that we can hold to account... Uh, the chief constable, that you get the policing that you want in your area, you can vote for the type of policing you want and more to the point, you can vote for the sort of crime reduction you want, and actually if you don't like it, you can get rid of the person who's done that at the end of his Mm. four or her four-year term. At the end,
9: not not, not quite easily during the middle. Like like
2: any other uh, role, but it's really important you can get rid of them at the end of those four years, and I think that that is the key thing, because you can hold to account, in a way that you couldn't, when i was chairman of
9: the police authority yeah. you couldn't get rid of me okay so finally david uh, j- just to reassure the the the, the residents of hertfordshire that changes have been implemented crimes will be are being recorded now that were perhaps missed before Crimes are being recorded
2: which weren't being properly put onto the system before they are. Now um, I will continue to hold the Chief Constable to account over this. This is important and the most important thing of all is that we live in a safe place. It still is a great place to live and work. There are no more victims because of this and we're making sure that Even more people are having their voice heard, and I put the victim at the heart of everything that happens. David Lloyd, thank you very much.
9: Always a pleasure. Hertfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner David Lloyd. 08459 455555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds,
12: cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. Checking the M1, and there are no delays at the moment to report. In Watford, though, Gladstone Road is still closed in both directions between Queen's Place and Stanley Road for a police investigation. And also, Stevenson's Way out of town is looking slow at Junction 5 for the M1 on the speed sensors. On the A405 North Orbital Road at Brickett Wood, it's heavy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Boreham Wood, on the way into London, the A1 Barnet Way is queuing at the Barnet Bypass southbound at the sterling corner if uh, there were problems reported on the train Samantha Breath BBC 3 counties
9: radio thank you Samantha 816 Friday the 29th of August, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. A man has been arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving in Hemel hempstead after a teenager was killed. And Luton has approved more than 300 new flats without any affordable housing, despite telling central Bedfordshire to build more affordable homes.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
22: After a mixed week in the Cup for some of our
15: local teams. Doncaster are back yeah. in front. Will work goal from the visitors. Still
12: going
8: to Foamy. And Fobey is in here. Has gone! 4
22: 0 MK Dons! It's time to turn attention back to the league.
1: But Luton Town have come from two goals down here.
22: And tomorrow we'll be with all our sides across the divisions. Watford host Huddersfield. MK Dons entertain Crawley. Luton are away at Shrewsbury. And Stevenage travel to Wimbledon.
26: It's a beautiful.
22: All four games live in Three Counties Sports. Tomorrow from two, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is
9: Ian Lee. BBC
3: Three Counties Radio.
9: Anyway. Oh, gosh, these are loud, aren't they? I could turn them down.
5: Could you? Well, I could, but it would... T- do you know how to do it? How about... No, no, no. Chop row far right that's it that's yeah. lovely be- no not that much that's oh
9: beautiful that that's it? lovely yeah You've that's perfect me. yes gorgeous thanks look at that you see when, nice. i wonder what the studio what the studio will be like in the new place i hope it's clunky and old and made of lego no, i know what it's like i i oh. used that the new studio oh. elsewhere excuse me it's uh it's this like, is genuinely made with bits it, of lego it takes some getting used to let me just put it oh, like that it's flipping heck it's all computers and touchscreen and a computer.
5: Yes. Oh, touchscreen. No. All the faders go the other way.
9: I wonder if they'll let me have this desk. I'm sure they would. There's no reason why they wouldn't, is oh, there? What, what? In your home? Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could just have no. this. Shall
5: I tell you the truth? The, these desks from this radio station, yeah. when we move to our new premises yeah. and they finally upgrade us, these are going in a, a museum. The Science Museum, I think, in London I oh, having them. Oh,
9: flip it. That's bl- oh, blimey. All right, fine. What? The Science Museum. They've got loads of stuff already in there. Yeah, but this, this is genuine radio history, this <laughs> studio. <laughs> this is the studio where Stephen Rhodes used to work. That'll be the plaque. It's true.
5: Yeah, yeah. Stephen Rhodes, John Gaunt, Gordon Astley.
9: They've all... Gaunt! I, who?
11: Simon Groom. Simon Groom. Simon
9: Groom I yes. had a dream about Gaunty last night. Did, did you? Yeah, I did. Why did you do that? He was rude about me on Twitter recently, and I didn't rise to the bait. And I had a dream that I said, are we all right? Yeah, yeah, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh no, it's fine, don't worry. It's all bad. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't say that. No, he wouldn't. I no, know. He wouldn't. No. So, so what, what did he say about you on Twitter? Uh, he's just, he was just said that I was a no-mark that was um, was was copying his act. Oh, get real. <laughs> get real. Right. No, I like, I like gaunt. He's good. Anyway, what's on your show today? Coming up
5: on the big phone-in this morning, do you take UKIP seriously? Uh, Nigel Farage, it's all over the front page of the Mm. papers today, isn't it? Nigel Farage says MPs from Labour and the Conservatives could join the UK Independence Party if they win a by-election caused by the defection to UKIP of Eurosceptic MP Douglas Carswell. He's told the BBC that backbench MPs from both parties support UKIP fully, apparently. Oh, Should Douglas Carswell win the by-election, the former Conservative MP would become the first elected Member of Parliament for UKIP. And the Daily Mail is reporting this morning that eight more MPs may also be tempted to do what he's done and join the UK Independence Party. Well, speaking after their success at the European elections in May, Mr Farage said that his party is a national force with momentum behind it. Is today's news evidence that he was right from nine this morning? I'd like your views. Do you take UKIP seriously? 08459 555 as
9: always is my telephone number. I tell you who I uh, feel sorry for in, in all of this. Who's that? The fella from UKIP that was going to be standing in that, standing for that seat anyway because
5: no one told him. Well, you, yeah, but you know what's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, he may well be standing against... Is, is that
9: still happening? I was wondering if that
5: Douglas changed Carlswell. overnight. Yeah, no, that, that, is the, uh, that is the
9: plan. So what on earth is going to happen? You're going to have two UKIP candidates. He has, he has to stand down, doesn't he? Farage has to... I was going to say something incredibly vulgar then. Where did that come from? Uh, Farage has to do something uh, to... Just to manage that situation. Thank yeah. you very much indeed. Yeah, because if, if there are two candidates standing there, that would that would pr- potentially blow it completely, wouldn't it? It would. Well, from nine
5: this morning, I'd love your views, your reaction. It does seem that UKIP is having quite a good year yeah, yeah. you know they've uh, they did very well in the european elections okay they didn't do quite so well in the uh, in the by-election but now nigel farage has announced that he's going to be standing as an mp at the next election now they've got a conservative mp defecting to them yep. it does feel as if that momentum nigel farage talked about is building but from nine this morning i want your reaction as to whether you take them seriously four double five five double five.
3: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Harry Bonifonti. <laughs> oh, that's better than I was expecting. What a hell of a mess this free
16: cool. radio is
9: isn't, it now, isn't it? Just, isn't it? Just lots of uh, texts of support coming in for uh, Dave Luton, which is uh, is wonderful. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Freddie Flintoff. Why is he called Freddie? Because his name's Andrew. i only found this out recently. His name's Andrew Flintoff. And yet we're doing what we do with Boris, Boris Johnson. We're calling him Freddie, bless you. We're calling him Freddie Flint. I don't get it. Why is he called Freddie, Cass? That's a Flintstone. What? Flintstone. Yeah, that's Fred, that's Fred Flintstone.
11: Yeah, well, that's what his mates used to call him.
9: So, But, but he's, he's Freddie Flintoff, yeah. and that other guy is Fred Flintstone. Yes. It's not the same.
11: Well, that's how nicknames work, my friend.
9: Well, no, 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 my friend. If you're going to take that tone,
11: what tone? Friendly tone.
9: Freddy tone. <laughs> really? I like it when I make her laugh like that. Well, It's that. very easy to make Kelly laugh. Well, yes, admittedly it is. Yes, uh, but no, that was a genuine laugh. Don't, hey, don't be mean about Kelly's laugh.
11: I'm not being mean about you. By the
9: Sorry. way, guys, if anyone wants to start a band and call it Kelly's Laugh, you can have that one, or you can do a song. An acoustic guitar song. I saw Kelly's laugh and it made me cry.
10: Oh, I took a dark time. I, I could play bell, cowbell.
9: Hey, where's your squeeze box, love?
10: At home. I'll Catherine's
9: got a squeeze. Bring, bring it in on Monday. Get
10: I will. Get I'll bring my, my piano box. in. No, you won't. I won't. It's a piano. Why have I got a piano? Get that man, who delivered it again.
9: He was it man very. It was very odd. He just did it all on his own. I've never seen anyone yank a piano around so violently. I was thinking, I've paid a lot of money for that. Anyway, I've got a piano now. If anyone wants to come round and have a a sing-song, I'll have a sing-song at the weekend. Guys? Guys? Beulah? Oh, really? Peter? Hi. Do you want to come round to my house for a sing-song at the weekend? If you're singing decent songs. (laughs) Well, yeah, a bit of uh, Lady Gaga. The Kaiser Chiefs. What? Lady what? Lady Gaga. What did you say, it's
11: Lady? Pardon.
9: <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, do you want to come around and sing a bit of uh, "Paparazzi"? paparazzi? No, I don't think so. What would you like to sing, Peter, at my sing song? In sing-along. your sing song, my sing along sing song. Probably one of the uh, earlier ones. Rock around the clock, baby. One, two, three, o'clock, Four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs>
7: wow, well, you should have been there when people used to were dancing in the in the Odin. Oh,
9: when what well, for Kate Bush?
7: When no, uh, when uh, Rock Around the Clock came on the film. Oh yeah, it was the first time ever they switched, really switched from ballroom. To to uh, rock and roll. Here's the
9: thing about um, they danced in the owls in the audience. D- here's the thing about Bill Haley is everyone because no one saw him. Obviously that song was used in a film. Yeah, and it was like it became a massive hit, and everyone thought, "Hey, this guy's the, the the front runner of rock and roll." And then he came and did a tour of the UK, and everyone went, "Who's that fat old bald man?" Well, they had to they had to tell people not to
7: dance in the gallery. <laughs> Pre MTV, wasn't it, by a couple of years. Absolutely. And uh, Mm. I've never seen such an exciting time, really.
9: When MTV started?
7: 86? No, I'm talking about the... I'm talking about the... when people were dancing in the No, I was talking
9: about your age. Anyway, Peter. Yes. What have you got? What do you want to have a whinge about today? I wanted
7: to talk about, basically, Rotherham, really.
9: That what? Not Rotherham? Rotherham. Okay. Yeah, because,
7: um... because the Rotherham Syndrome, really... Is, uh, can apply right across the board. So this for this those who
9: for those who have missed it, this is a story where over about a period of about fourteen years, over a thousand uh, young j- girls were uh, abused, yep. and um, and no
7: one spoke. No one well, really it, spoke. It's up.
9: being it's being said that various bodies and groups, the police and social services, didn't didn't step up to the mark he, and kind of it may have turned a blind that, eye and didn't want to offend uh, people because of may, perhaps perhaps their cultural and racial background. It, yes, uh,
7: uh, but people didn't step up to the mark that's exactly it that's what I'm saying right and at the, and at the moment yeah. well right through many years recent years people are not stepping up to the mark because from the media for instance oh. if they're, they're frightened of being called left they're frightened of being called right their fellow travelers they're frightened of being called oh, and really? they don't raise subjects that Maybe the the, different various governments might not like. Well, the thing is, (laughs) and I'm going to tread really carefully
9: around this. (laughs) No, I have to because I don't. That's part of the syndrome. I don't want to end up in court, Peter. If we were having a a, a pint somewhere, I would talk frankly and freely, but I don't (laughs) want to be sued. You don't want to be sued, right? No, no. So, are, are you blaming the media for Rotherham?
7: No, not okay. at all. I'm saying what they what what they fail to realise is they've got a similar syndrome.
11: But the thing is, just to break in, if you are going to break, blame the media, it was one journalist not letting the story go that allowed this all come out. You know, it's come out too late, but it's come no, out. No, no,
7: no. I'm not blaming you for the story. Right. Me? I'm. But you. I say the the, uh, the <clears throat> media has also got the syndrome.
9: Well. <clears throat> <laughs> You they're trying to speak out. They're. they're Okay, there's a story I can't talk about, Okay, Well, I can't talk about it because I don't want to get sued, and there are legal reasons why we can't talk about certain stories, of course, as you know. (laughs) Peter, can you give us a call in six months
7: about this? (laughs) Well, I've been raising things like this for several years, and and, uh, people don't listen.
9: Yeah, I know. It's a a tough one. Uh, Absolutely. uh, Peter, I appreciate your your thoughts. I'm going to step away because there's a story I want to talk about. Obviously, I can't. You know you what know, I'm alluding yeah. to, of course. Give yeah. us a call in six months about this and remind me, and then we'll have the conversation. Um, but sometimes the, the media is accused of, of not doing enough, and sometimes the media is accused of, of doing too much and being overzealous. And it turns... They, I nearly said we, I don't... They can't seem to get it right. Mm.
11: We don't get leaned on. I, don't th- I can't think of an example of me getting a call from on high saying stop talking about that.
9: But you would say that because you are part of the conspiracy.
11: OK, well, I'm being honest.
9: But also, it wouldn't be well. Oh, <laughs> in that case. But also, it wouldn't be you that was getting leaned on. It would be the bosses that were getting leaned on. Yeah, but on. they'd have
11: to pass the message on. Otherwise, we'd be talking about all sorts.
9: But they would, they would stop the the stories getting to you. We're like we're like minnows in in the ocean, man. We don't count for nothing.
11: Mm. Wow, well, turns out that we're we're just puppets.
9: Oh, completely. We're media, we're, we're, we're media puppets. You
11: we're, can be Andy Pandy, and I'll be Looby-Loo.
9: Kels could be um, Kevin the Gerbil.
10: Um,
9: Doesn't get the reference.
10: Can I be someone else? I know, I know, Looby Lou and Andy Peters.
12: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Watford, Glaston Road is still closed in both directions because the vehicle fires between Queen's Place and Stanley Road and into Watford on Pinner Road it's looking heavy on the speed sensors around Lower High Street and the bushy arches. On the A405 North Orbital Road they were just hearing that it's clearing up there at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and there's no reported problems at the moment on the train. Samantha Breath, BBC Radio, Three Counties.
12: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. But the Hertfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner denies the figures have been deliberately manipulated. A man's been arrested in connection with the death of a teenager, fatally injured when his car, he was hit by a car in Hemel Hempstead a week ago. 16-year-old Faisen Ahmed was crossing Jupiter Drive when he was struck by a car which didn't stop and later died in hospital. A rouse brewing after Luton approved plans for more than 300 new flats without any affordable housing. It comes as the council pursues a legal challenge for Central Bedfordshire Council to build more affordable homes. The weather, breezy with some sunny spells and a high of 20 Celsius. Onto sport And in football, Watford striker Matthias Renegi has joined fellow championship side Millwall on loan. He'll stay at the new Den until January. Meanwhile, the Hornets are at home to Huddersfield tomorrow in the league. Watford captain Troy Deeney, who has just signed a new contract to the club, says promotion is the goal this season.
17: We all know what we want to do, but I think we've got to just take it month by month. We saw before that Reading was like, nowhere to be seen come Christmas and they didn't win in the league comfortably. Ideally, we want to be at the top all the way through and open a, a big gap. But if not, if we can do it on the last day, nick it and win the league, happy days.
0: Luton Town manager John Still says a winger would be his priority if he was to make a signing before transfer deadline day on Monday, but Still says he won't be panicked into doing anything.
18: Probably lacked a little bit in the wide areas, if I'm being honest, because Alex Lawless, you know, he's not been available. So that's given us a little bit of problem. So if something in that position came up that was for me, then maybe we'd look at it.
0: After their League Cup success against Manchester United in the week, MK Dons are preparing for the visit of Crawley tomorrow in League One. In League Two, Stevenage are at Wimbledon and Wickham head to York. In golf, the Travis Perkins Senior Masters starts at Woburn today. Last year, Colin Montgomery won the event and he competes again this time. In rugby, Bedford play Saracens tonight in their final pre-season friendly ahead of the championship season. And in cricket, Letchworth host celebrity team lashings today. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at nine. Call
3: 08459 555.
9: BBC Three whoa, Counties Radio. Oh, yeah. Plus 13 minutes of the show. Lots to talk about. Let's have a little recap, Kath. What we've we spoken about so far today that they can call in about? We've
11: spoken about the uh, crime figures. Do you trust them? We can talk about housing. Do you think it's right that councils build great big housing estates and don't include any quote unquote affordable housing? I'm still not sure what that means.
9: What were the fun ones we were talking about?
11: The fun ones. Freddie Flintoff. Yeah. He's been should court, he have got let off? Caught speeding. Should have been banned.
9: How's that? He's out. He's not out. He's in.
11: He should have been banned according to the law, but he was let off on a mitigating circumstances, which were that he uh, does a lot of good work for charity and has a lot of television work on at the moment.
9: Well, flipping heck, man, come on, I've got a lot of radio work on at the moment, but I'm suspecting I would lose my licence. Well, that's
11: kind of what they're saying on Facebook. We put it up on Facebook a while ago. Lisa Felberg says, what a plum. Of course he shouldn't be let off. One rule for celebs and another for the rest of us. Uh, I would love to be as hard up as him. Uh, By that logic, says Drake Winston Harcastle, Jimmy Savile should be forgiven. Did did a lot of work for charity. Gwyneth Gordon, he should be banned, speeding in danger's lives. So what? He's done endless charity and telework. Nothing will bring back a mother's <laughs> can, child when he kills it speeding. Well,
9: Hank, can I ask, right? Yeah. Is there anybody, this is to, to, to the listeners, is there anybody out there who will phone in and admit that they've done 87 miles per hour on the motorway? We have the the, the <laughs> professional yeah. driver, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just, I'm just I am just I, just think there will be some people who will think, do you know what, he shouldn't have even got done for it. Well, really? I think there will be some people who I think, think that.
11: most people who've done something like that would agree that if they get caught, they're banged to rights we know what the rule is. Oh, eight
9: four five nine 555, and five, five, five. in a few minutes we'll be speaking to Justin Daly as well, about the new Doctor, doctor Who. Who.
11: and we've got a text on that, do you want that now? Yeah, go on. Uh, it's from Andrew in High Wycombe. I was disappointed with Capaldi being chosen as the new Doctor Who, and was proven right with the first episode. Oh. He would have been a good choice if he was younger. Ooh, mm-hmm. Really? No, I like an old Doctor. No, uh,
9: I like an old Doctor.
11: I think they chose him to replicate the excellent Paul McGann Doctor, which was a mistake not to continue with. One redeeming feature was his outfit, but talking to a dinosaur? That really damage the reputation of the hell. Very hey, good program. He
9: spoke to a dinosaur. That's crazy. Everybody knows dinosaurs can't speak. They're not speak they are never going to speak. Wait, can't get speaking dinosaurs. What the hell is that going about, boy? You're crazy!
11: Wow, Richard Pryor, didn't I? No, I Richard wasn't Pryor. being
9: Richard Pryor, I was being an old um country bumpkin from the southern states of America um as, a, as the General Lee goes past.
11: Well if you were to th- throw a few! Yeah! Throw a few more swears in. Well, uh, Richard Pryor.
9: Um,
11: uh, this is another one about speeding. Yeah. Do you want this one? Yeah, why not go on. It's anonymous, but you'll see why in a minute.
9: No. Oh.
11: A friend of mine is a first responder medic. In other words, she's someone who gets to an accident before the ambulance. Got banned for totting up 12 points, and in the final instance, was rushing to respond to an accident, but the court didn't care.
1: Wow.
8: Why how why how why how why how, why
9: how why how why how why how I don't know oh, how oh, or
11: oh, why. Oh, Maybe they do. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double
9: five. Amanda Black Hiya. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning Ian. Now listen Hiya. All right, all right. Don't, don't speak to the staff. <laughs> Amanda, I wasn't in last week. I was uh, living La Vida Loca and watching two very naughty boys jump into a swimming pool. They were my boys. Yeah. No. Uh, but I believe you spoke to um uh, Justin Dealey. I did, yeah. And you're you're back on. Yeah. So tell me what you spoke to Justin about and why you're back on today. What's what's going on?
19: I'm reading to talk about um, the the walkathon that I'm organising. A
9: walkathon.
19: Yeah, it's um, a sponsored walk and wheelathon.
9: Oh, okay. Go and on. It's
19: tomorrow at Stantonbury Stadium. Yep. Um, the race start, well, the race. The walk starts at one. Yeah. And it's for it's. To raise money in aid of two charities that support severely disabled children. Right, okay. One of them is in Milton Keynes, and it's the Redway School in Netherfield, which is the school that takes the most profoundly disabled children with the most severe complex medical needs. Yeah. It takes children from the ages of 2 to 19, and it's a registered charity, as is CDKL5UK. Which is I know it sounds like a load of letters, but it is a genetic and yeah. neurological condition yeah. um, that affects children from birth um with a it affects globally a global amount of problems including epilepsy before the first six months of life oh, blimey. and it doesn't respond to any treatment unfortunately so what CDKR5 UK are doing because it's only 75 in Britain and there's only 1,000 worldwide diagnosed yeah. so it's extremely rare so what they're doing is they're raising awareness throughout the medical professionals and throughout the public of this condition they're also supporting families and funding vital research into treatments and cure.
9: So it's good work that they're doing, and well yes. done them. And so how is this... So what, what's your connection with this, Amanda?
19: I've got a little girl called Olivia, who is six, who was born with C B 5
9: And how does that affect her day-to-day?
19: Uh, hugely. She's um, seizures daily. She's fed via gastrostomy f- uh, tube, because she can't swallow properly. Her muscles in her her, her throat that are required for swallowing have completely gone.
9: Um,
19: She's just turned six and she's been going for intense physio and has only just learned how to take independent steps. Oh, bless. Uh, She can't, unfortunately, talk. She's completely non-verbal, so she uses her eyes to communicate what she wants. She's lovely. I bet she's adorable, isn't she? She can light up a room. She's such a little fire. But... Um, yeah, and she, and she also attends
9: the Redway School. Amanda, so if people want to get involved. If people want to help out, what can they do? They Where do they com-
19: go? They can come along. It's free to get in. There's bouncy castles, face painting, a bit like a big family fun day. And um, there's a barbecue. There's music. There's child entertainers. It's it's just come along and. You know, take
9: part. Amanda, listen, sounds like you're doing a cracking job. Lots of love to Olivia, and I hope you raise lots of cash tomorrow. I hope so too. Good Thank luck. Well done. Much. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five Justin. Morning boss.
22: Morning boss. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, you're all right. Yeah. Boss, I got a question. Yes, sir. Chucking lost out this morning. Yeah. Um, I was in Aylesbury yesterday, the yeah. home of our big tour. Yes. Has it gone downhill or is it just me? Because what? I felt under what? threat yesterday in Aylesbury. The big
9: tour? It was a bit rough. It was a bit rough. Oh, you mean Aylesbury? Yeah. Aylesbury, well, yes. I've not been to Aylesbury for a while. When
22: I was a lad, Aylesbury was considered to be very, very posh. Mm, I mean, yesterday, in the town centre, a um, lot of attitude towards me, a police well, presence, and to be quite honest with you, I'm just going to be honest, I felt I felt a bit uneasy. I was quite happy to leave. Yeah. Now, Aylesbury, to me, when I was growing up, like you, was deemed to be quite posh. Yeah. So, has it gone downhill, or is it just me? Well, I, I don't know. Let's
9: put it out there. To the residents of Aylesbury, and indeed anyone who may have been to Aylesbury, has it gone downhill 08459 455555 just a quick reminder we're also playing guess the mystery voice this is the mystery voice i like to you please who is that speaking give us a call if you know the answer oh. and justin mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, 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 dun Here comes Doctor
22: Who and the Daleks. I am a Dalek.
9: Exterminate the d Exterminate that d
22: Exterminate Lee first.
9: D-ly must be exterminated. Lin- He's right,
22: d <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah some fun with
11: it. Yeah, not, not yeah the words I'd use to describe that.
9: Hey. Okay. Anyway, just you've been out and about, uh, getting the word on the street as to what people think about Capaldi.
22: Yeah, Peter Capaldi, the new Doctor. His first appearance last weekend was watched by seven point three million people. You think he's going to be a fantastic Doctor? I'm going to watch you it today. But day I'm one.
9: very, very excited.
22: Doctor Who just got serious again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, those seven million people. Are they going to be going back tomorrow? It's on BBC One at seven. So a huge talking point amongst fans about Capaldi so I've been in Ellsbury the home of our big tour this week asking people does Peter Capaldi do it for you Ian, here's what happened Peter Capaldi, reaction on his first performance sir? not care, don't really m- care What about <laughs> Peter Capaldi, the new Doctor Who who cares about Doctor Who <laughs> I don't care about Doctor Who <laughs> you're about to offend thousands of people on our radio station how does care. that make you feel? I don't how, how does that make you feel? <laughs> get out my face. Uh, yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, I think um, he's, he's certainly gives it a
9: bit more uh, gives it a bit more gravitas than uh, than the previous guys, and uh, it seems
22: to be going in quite an interesting direction. I think it'll be a bit darker. I just hope they can sort the writing out. Cause it's all a bit confused at the moment. So yeah. <laughs> He's a man with the Manchester United cap on. Sir, from Ian Lee's Breakfast Show, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Peter Capaldi. What did you make of Peter Capaldi last weekend? I think he's a very, very, very good actor. So I think he'll do very well in the role. You know, I really do. You know,
14: he's a, he's a class actor. You know, he's a, a proven a proven artist. You know, so...
22: Hey, guys, from Ian Lee's Breakfast Show, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Uh, Peter Capaldi, what do you think? Yeah, Elsby's good, yeah. No, no, Peter Capaldi. Oh. That's the new Doctor? Yeah. Any good? I don't know. <laughs> no. Peter Capaldi, is is he working for you?
20: No, I don't know. No.
22: He's the new doctor.
20: My doctor is Dr. Canton mm. at Oakfield Road Surgery.
22: Yeah, Peter Capaldi's the new doctor.
20: Ah, uh, I see.
22: There you go. Obviously not very well received in uh, in Aylesbury. Not too many people know <laughs> who he is, boss. Gosh. Mm, uh, I know You really are
9: as, uh, as Scott Baux texted me earlier on mm-hmm. That was a Dealey masterclass
22: mm. All I do is take these things to the streets yeah. We never quite know what's going to happen um, As I said I felt kind of under threat yesterday in Ellsbury It was um, Really? Is he just, yeah, I, no, I it, need to go I've not been there for such a long time I need to go and have a little look It was an interesting atmosphere As demonstrated by that first man there Who told me to get out of his oh, face But I often think the same thing when I'm talking to you, Just. Yeah but he was. he said it in a nasty way I felt quite hurt yes.
9: Has Aylesbury gone downhill? 08459 four double five five double five. What's uh, happening on
22: your show tomorrow at midday, Just? Yeah, 12 until 2. Two hours of great songs and great memories. Uh, tomorrow, the UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1987. Musical memories from the streets of Aylesbury and your chance to test my fat, that's spelt with a P, fat jukebox of one million songs. Wow, gosh, you really
9: are bringing yourself uh, close towards the 21st century with your mm-hmm. use of language straight was just uh, g- quickly do you know who this is
22: i like the mushy peas um is that dave bartram from shawaddy waddy
9: <laughs> unfortunately it's not have a good show tomorrow you've not got it yet, have you kath no have a listen i like the mushy peas who is the mystery voice the
11: voice is so familiar
9: i wake four five nine four double five i like the mushy peas <laughs> it's brilliant what it is it's someone on a red carpet
11: is it kathleen turner
9: <sighs> being asked what they like about england and this is what they say. I like the mushy peas. Imagine out of all the things in England, right, that you like. I mean, I like the mushy peas. But imagine that's the, that's the only, that's the first thing that springs to mind. I like the mushy peas.
11: Yeah.
14: Kyle wants to go. Morning, Kyle. Morning, boss. You all uh, right? Yeah, fine. Who do you think this is? I like the mushy peas. Well, you see, at first I thought it was uh, David Guest, but now I reckon it's uh, Dave from Luton.
9: Let's have a quick listen again. You think this is Dave from Luton. I like the mushy peas. I think that's I think that's I think that's
14: Dave from Luton.
9: You think that's from Dave from Luton, Carl? I'm afraid it's a good guess. It's not quite good enough. Vince is on the line. Good morning, Vince. Hello, mate. Who is the mystery voice?
14: I like to moose you
9: That's David Guest. You think this is David Guest? Let's have a quick listen again. I like to moose you Are you convinced? That's definitely it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. It's Vince. I like It was David Guest, Vince. Come on. And Kyle, close, close, Kyle, but not quite close enough.
14: I apologise for that. <laughs> OK, cheers, boss. Thank <laughs> Are you Frank Sidebottom? <laughs> no, I was more impressed with your uh, version of the Doctor Who theme. And I was just thinking, have you ever actually heard it? <laughs> <laughs>
9: Nice one Fair play, Kyle You own me there, mate Have a good weekend, Kyle Alright, cheers, mate Vince, thank you very much indeed It was David Guest, Kath
11: Well, it's David Guest With a need to suck a tune or something had a sore throat, didn't he? I don't think that was very fair Sounded more like Liza Minnelli
9: <laughs> I can't believe Kyle just had a gut He owned me there He did I had no comeback for that No, because you know he's right I have got a comeback Kyle's band Oh Yeah? No Oh
13: It's looking a little bit slow on the M A five into Dunstable from the A five o five towards the through the High Street towards West Street. Also in Watford, it's still closed on Gladf- Gladstone Road in both directions because of the vehicle fires between Queen's Place and Stanley Road. Also in Watford, Lower High Street is heavy around Pinner Road by the Bushy Arches on the speed sensors, and the M twenty five clockwise is heavy between Junction twenty five for Enfield and Junction twenty six for Waltham Abbey in the Roadworks area. There's no reported problems at the moment. Moment on the trains smart the breath BBC 3 counties radio
9: thank you very much it's Friday the 29th of August. I'm in and I've had way too much coffee. Hertfordshire Police says it's changing the way it records crime following a critical report by inspectors. Part of the Harlequin Shopping Centre in Watford has been closed following a break-in this morning. And Luton has approved more than 300 new flats without any affordable housing, despite telling central Bedfordshire to build more affordable homes. We'll get the latest on the, the Harlequin Shopping Centre uh being closed in a minute before that let's get the weather with georgina
6: beds hearts and bucks weather
12: bbc three counties radio
6: Good morning. Fairly bright start for most of us, but a fair amount of cloud coming through the day. So by this afternoon, not so many sunny spells around. And there are some showers coming from the west, but I think most of us won't see those. So a dry day with a southwesterly breeze and temperatures reaching 21 degrees Celsius. I say largely dry day because one or two may sneak through. Uh, tonight, some patchy rain, fairly cloudy as well. That rain should pass by the morning though, with lows of 13 degrees. And tomorrow, some sunny spells, a largely dry day. So Still got that southwesterly wind but it should ease through the day and we've got highs of 19 degrees celsius. Saturday night is looking dry a bit cloudy and then on Sunday we've got a ridge of high pressure giving us a dry day with lighter winds but it all turns a little cloudy and damp at the beginning of the week. That's your latest forecast.
9: Hey, what's happened with um, 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 the Harlequin?
11: The Harlequin Centre. Something's happened, yeah. and I can tell you about that now. I can tell you, um, there were some cars set on fire, but oh. then also there was some jewellery stolen from one of the shops in there. They can't rule out the idea that they might be linked. Those two incidents oh. it's happened in the early hours of this morning. So I've been on the phone to the Harlequin this morning to find out what's been going on. Been going on because we heard that some of the um, centre had been closed. Yeah. Um, they told us that um, police arrived very soon after the alarm was raised in the early hours this morning, about two o'clock this morning. They were told a robbery was taking place in the shopping centre by four men wearing balaclavas he would broken into the windows of Beaverbrooks, oh, Ernest Jones blimey. and uh, Swag, another place. They made off with jewellery and watches. At the same time, there were fires at vehicles in Gladstone Road and Queen's Road.
9: Diversionary tactic, maybe? S-
11: well, who knows? I mean, let's not get carried away. No. We just know that this is what's happened. Um, now, it's affecting the traffic this morning. So if you're caught up in that around Watford, now you know what it is. Is. police are still on the scene and they'll give us a shout as soon as they can they can work out exactly what they can tell if us they out. hear
9: a whisper they can give us a shout Fair and exactly. by the way if you're in the area maybe you're a shopkeeper there you you live on the you live around the corner you live in one of those streets give us a call what have you seen what have you heard
11: the important thing from the harlequin was that no one has been hurt
9: there we go fantastic kelly hello did your stomach rumble during that did you hear that yeah and your microphone wasn't even on <sighs> that's amazing Wait,
10: do it again i think no. no. It's a shame you
9: can't control it. Isn't it? Isn't this weird? That's one of the few things you can't control yeah. in your body, your stomach rums. No. no, 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 not at all. Anthony's on the line. Morning, Anthony. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm, I'm OK. It's, it's the weekend in ten and a half minutes, and as soon as the show's finished, I'm going to go home and sit and look at a piano I spent a fortune on and think, why on earth did I buy a piano? It's a ridiculous idea.
14: You might want to try and get the, 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 the notes for the Doctor Who theme in the right order as well. Is go- <laughs> Why is
9: everyone phoning me up to <laughs> cheek me for singing the Doctor? I, I was doing it perfectly. Uh, yeah, it in, w- the
14: word, in the words of Malcolm and Wise, you played all the right notes, just not in the right order. Thank you very much. It was
9: a jazz interpretation. Uh, Anthony, what, what, what do you want to plug?
14: Um, uh, well, firstly, I was going to plug um, Esmo's All-Stars again. Oh, yes, I Haven't yep. spoken to you for a while. Yep. Um, still waiting for your donation, brother. Now
9: way. listen, I, I've looked into this. You've got to set up a proper charity bank account.
14: We've got a proper charity bank account, but it's just like—is it—is it a registered charity? It's—it's uh, it's a registered charity in about three weeks' time. Like Tell so. me
9: when it's a registered charity, and I'll put fifty quid in.
14: Right, fantastic. Right, <laughs> we are uh, no, we are trying to plug the um, the black tie event we've got at the Checkers in Western Terwill in two weeks' time. Yep. Um we've—we've uh, we've got some amazing prizes from. Uh, A a five-night holiday to Morocco. Oh, Um, we're Actually, an expedition up one of the the mountains. Oh, crikey. Um, uh, The Samaritz Hotel in Cornwall has donated uh, a weekend there. Um, Anyone knowing the Samaritz Hotel will know how exclusive that place is. Swanky. Um, And we've even got prizes from uh, Sophie Dahl, Jamie Cullum and David Williams. Hey. So, yes, we've uh, got some pretty epic prizes for our auction. Um, we, ju- we just need to sell the last few tickets. Wait, if people want to get
9: tickets, where do they go, Anthony?
14: They go to uh, the Esme's All Stars, which is www.facebook.com forward slash Esme's All Stars, which is E-S-M-E-S-A-L-L-S-T-A-R-S. And if they want to donate to Esme's All Stars, it's gofundme.com forward slash Esme's All Stars.
9: Anthony, listen, best of luck. Always uh, Always good to hear from you. Thank you very much for that. Peter's on the line. Morning, Peter. Good morning Ian, peace be with you brother Are you, are you going to phone up and have a dig at my um, Doctor Who theme? Uh,
21: no Good have, have not got a television so I wouldn't know who Doctor Who is
9: I am, I'm, I'm, I'm yay close Well I'm not going to ca- get rid of my TV You're now You're gabaflastic aren't you? are are not you i am gabaflastic No, I nearly cancelled my uh, subscription to a um, television service provider I won't see which one it is But if you look up in the air then you might see the sky Ah, yes it's Wise you know. decision uh, but I didn't cancel it because I phoned up to cancel it And they said, I'll tell you what we'll do We'll, we'll um, take 15 quid a month off And I went, oh That is outrageous Yeah, let me think about it And then I went back and said, is there any flexibility on that? And they went, what do you mean? I said, well, can you make it even cheaper? They said, okay, yeah So I'm now getting, it for, I'm getting my, my, all my services for half price I can't get back. No, and the thing that annoys me about, because they do this with TV companies, with phone companies, with all these things. If you threaten to leave, you get put through to retention.
11: Yeah, but the times I've done it, they've gone, okay, bye bye.
9: (laughs) Well, you get put through to retention. and, and, And what I think is, why don't they just offer you cheaper prices? Why doesn't everyone have cheaper prices? Why is everyone paying half price? I, I, I changed my phone, my contract, my, my two-year contract with my phone is coming to an end. I phoned up to say I want to go um, somewhere else. Well, they offered to give me, like a, they said we're going to give you a super SIM. So it'll be half your monthly charge, and you get double your, your phone calls, your texts. Your, and I was thinking, why didn't you offer me that anyway? Your plums. Anyway. <laughs> Peter, what? what sorry, a little rant there. What would you like to say? Wonderful consumer advice. Thank
8: you very much. Yeah,
9: exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I'd get if I was doing the consumer show, I'd I'd go for compo, Peter. I'd be okay. getting you guys compo. All right? Thank you very much. I don't know why I don't bother with that. I love the compo <laughs> Anyway, Peter, what would you like? Oh, Freddie let Yes. What a what a
21: terror. Yeah. Uh, we've all given to charity, uh, be it pence, funds or whatever. So he
9: gives his time, Peter. He gives his time, and his time is worth more than yours and mine put together. Um, Is it? Oh, is it? Um,
21: Is it? Is it? Yes, it's a big question mark here. Um, Mm -hmm. We're we're all on this earth. We're all breathing air, and uh, we should all be living with each other. And uh, there are rules laid down that we must abide by. And if we're not going to
9: abide by those rules, obviously there is a. What are you two doing? We're living together in harmony. They're hugging each other, Peter. We They're taking the mick out of you. No, we will not Oh, dear, oh, we were, dear. oh we're sharing the love. I just wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you are. He has raised £800,000 over seven years for Alder Hey Children's Hospital in Liverpool. Nearly, sorry he, 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 he plans to increase it to a million pounds.
21: Well, the best of luck to him but even so he should keep his
9: speed down and. Would dr- you deny another £200,000 to Alderhay Children's Hospital in Liverpool? No, I, I would not Well, would. then he should keep his licence Well, I suppose so
21: but there again he's got to abide by the rules And the lady that uh, uh, uses um, uh, the bird table, etc., with her bird seed. Oh yeah, uh, I have seen many feed stations in many
9: gardens. Feed stations,
21: and underneath these feed stations is a whole heap of bird seed. It's a hell mess. And uh, of course, it it just uh, attracts the vermin and rats, etc. Peter, have you been to
9: Aylesbury recently? Uh, Yes. Well, Justin Dealey, I think, rather harshly and unfairly, said it was a bit of a tip and a bit rough. He's not got that right, has he? No,
21: they've got a damn good museum, a couple of good coffee shops. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's a fabulous
9: place. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Have a nice weekend. He was referring there to the other story we we touched upon two and a half hours ago. Yes.
11: Pays attention, you see. He does pay attention. He
9: saves it all up until the end. Good for him. Mm -hmm. About a 71-year-old told to stop feeding birds in the garden. You're not supposed to feed birds in the in the summer.
11: Well you keep saying this. Well, like, the RSPB didn't say that, but you keep saying it anyway. The RSPB you're tight.
9: I am I'm, I'm not tight. You're tight
11: with the birds. Buy <laughs> a bit of seed
9: for heaven's sake. Bit tight with the birds. Oh buy their own drinks. Swimming's lib. Alright, girls. <laughs> oh. Yeah? No? Cross the line? Yeah. It's in, he raised £800,000 for Hey Children's Hospital in Liverpool, was attempting to increase the amount to £1 million. Now, okay. by taking away his driving licence, you are potentially d- denying Hey Children's Hospital another £200,000.
11: No, you're not, because he's c- clearly a committed charitable giver and fundraiser. Surely he would, you know, he'd have to hire a driver anyway. He would just use the driver.
26: Oh.
9: <laughs> Chairman of the bench, David Johnson, accepted the argument... Where, where- and also orders Flintoff to pay £85 court costs and £30 victim impact surcharge. He added, because of your position, the fact that you are well-known, clearly the impact has to be on others more than yourself.
11: Yeah.
9: The thing is, as well, he's not alone. Though We did this on the show, didn't we, a while ago. There are thousands of drivers uh, who've got 12 points that are still going around driving. Quite easy to, to get off it.
11: Well, it's just having the uh, brass neck to challenge it, isn't it?
9: Laura's in Bedford. Morning, Laura.
19: Good morning.
9: What can I do for you?
19: Oh, just to say you've all been on fire this morning. Hey. Hey, I've been laughing my head
9: off. Oh, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> it's very kind.
19: And my um, my son just said, my nine-year-old son just said to me, that the mushy peas thing... Yeah. He said, is it the same as heart when you've got to find three different voices? <laughs> Uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, they're not going to start doing that, are
9: they? that has yeah, been going on for months. We are, and we are giving no, away one hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> if you can tell me who is this mystery voice, Laura, you will win one hundred thousand pounds. I like
14: the mushy peas.
9: Who is that mystery voice, Laura?
14: I don't know. I like the mushy peas.
9: It's worth a hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> one more time. I like the mushy peas.
10: <laughs> oh
9: dear. Is that a pass, Laura? It's a pass. Thank God for that. <laughs>
10: For tomorrow it rolls tomorrow over to David, David Prue's
9: show, and it comes out of his pocket. Then, oh, thank God for that. One, eh? Legally, the totally dodge one there. Legally, we would have had to have given it to her. Well, you, you would.
10: would have. I never said it. Well, you no. Just sold your piano no. for
9: it. <laughs> no one's going to buy. No one buys pianos these days. A little bit of David guest there. Um,
11: he likes a mushy peas. So if he ever turns up at your house, at tea time. I,
9: I like the mushy peas I do too I really do I hate
11: peas though
9: Yeah I don't like peas But I like the mushy peas yeah.
11: Lorraine Gibbons on the, on the uh, Twitter Yeah Says I've never tried mushy peas Am I missing
9: anything? Oh yeah. man Well I like the mushy peas I Kels? like the mushy peas Catherine I don't, I don't mind the mushy peas David I like the mushy peas Dave I like the mushy peas the Mushy peas are where it's at Get
11: in there Lorraine
9: We got away with it for another week gang Fingers crossed we do the same next week, huh? This feeds my kids, who also...
16: I like to move peas. They've never had
12: it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A405 North Orbital Road at Park Street, it's looking heavy around the Park Street roundabout on the speed sensors. In Watford, Gladstone Road and Queen's Road are still both closed in both directions because of the vehicle fires between Queen's Place and Stanley Road. They're closed for a police investigation there. In Watford, Stevenson Way as well is slow around out of town around the M1 Junction 5, but on the M25 clockwise, it's easing off now between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey, where the queues were earlier on. On the trains, there's no reported problems so far. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: Harry Bonifonte.
9: That's it, that's your lot. There's a new podcast going up, well, probably a bit later on this morning, the best bits of the week. Thank you, Jas. Thank you, Kels. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to all the calls. JBS is up next. We'll be back on Monday at six. It's Freddy French, Doc. Local and vocal
3: across beds, hearts and bucks.
12: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Absolutely round the bend. Good morning. Thank you, Ian. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan with Friday morning, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you take UKIP seriously? Nigel Farage says MPs from Labour and the...